The Republican presidential nomination has all been sewn up by uh, now presumptive nominee Willard Scott Middington Romnosaurus. So now <laughs> it's time for the GOP party to rally around his candidacy. I take you to footage of Tuesday's Conversations with Conservatives GOP congressman panel shot apparently using Instagram's new video filter. <laughs> 70s FBI undercover sting, which MySpace apparently just bought for $800 billion. All right, anyhow, here's their response to the question, are you excited about Mitt Romney? I'm actually excited. I have not endorsed any candidate. I'm excited that the process is over. The excitement will come from getting Barack Obama out of the White House. If you're not sure about wanting to support Mitt Romney, whether you're liberal, whether you're very conservative, you ought to be excited because he's been on your side at one time or another. <laughs> Good one, Representative Blurface Smudgenstein. So they're coming along slowly to Romney. By the way, this is why people hate cell phones. I just want to point this out. You cannot in this world anymore talk about anybody. Somebody's catching it on their phone. It's like we're all paranoid mobsters. What do you think about Romney? Hey, whoa, whoa, what are you, crazy? Let's take a walk to the candy store. You talk... <laughs> I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what I think about Romney. Just you put a newspaper up in front of your face. Boom. I'm tired of being thankful for scraps. Still, they want us to love them anyway. One day... Somebody's going to have to make a stand. One day, somebody's going to have to say, enough. You get your ass to work and save my country from these cock-sucking Republicans. I don't care what the unemployment rate's going to be. It doesn't matter to me. My campaign doesn't hinge on unemployment rates and growth rates. How am I supposed to explain to my child that two men are getting married? I don't know, it's your shitty kid, you fucking tell him. Why is that anyone else's problem? Two guys are in love, but they can't get married because you don't want to talk to your ugly child for fucking five minutes? Are you serious? It's so fucking stupid, isn't it? The God of the Old Testament is arguably the most unpleasant character in all fiction. Jealous and proud of it. A petty, unjust, unforgiving control freak. A vindictive, bloodthirsty ethnic cleanser. A misogynistic, homophobic, racist, infanticidal, genocidal, filicidal, pestilential, megalomaniacal, sadomasochistic, capriciously malevolent bully. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Try and work together. Heaven is just another lie. And if you believe it, you're an idiot. We'll do that. So this is episode 192, I think. I really should check this shit before we start. I think that last week was about right, was one ninety one. So, hey, I found a nice um, headphone splitter with individual. Um, what's it called there? No, I don't know. Uh, volume. So, we'll have one of those in a little bit. So, I want to start right off with. Um, oh wait, I I can I just yeah. do a movie thing real quick? Oh yeah, sure. Um. I saw Stooges. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to tell you, it was good. It was, it was. Is it good if you're not a fan of the Three Stooges? Yeah, because you know what? I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, not. I'm a casual fan of the Three Stooges. Okay. I, I like it. I, I will admit, it. I will admit the one line that, how many boogers are we talking about? That actually is kind of funny. It, I, um, it makes me chuckle and then I hate myself. The line that got me the most was they're on top of a, um, like a little bell tower kind of thing. 
and um, they're fixing a bell. They're okay. at the orphanage, and they're older. You know, they're they're adults now. Right. Okay. And um, this is what I loved about it. This line fucking killed me. The um, the bell falls and hits a nun. Right. right. Dong. Oh god. <laughs> the, yeah. They they look down. Oh no! Who was it? I don't know. But her face rings a bell. Yeah. It kills me. Fucking terrible. And I got to tell you, though, the Ugh. guy playing Mo, I finally found out who it was. Yeah. There's a show um, with um, Will Arnett and Christina Applegate, that show Up All Night. Yeah, I've watched one or two of the those. The guy who plays, um, I don't know, have you ever seen like the swarthy nightclub owner who is like <sighs> Meyer Rudolph's character's like occasional boy Maybe. toy? He, it's That's the guy who plays Mo. Huh. You know, and he's always imagine, like these whatever. He's, can you imagine casting for that? It's like, oh, hey, we got the picture. All right, get the hair, and then they slap the hair over the over the the headshot, right? And they're like, yeah, I guess that looks all right. right. I'm sure. Yeah, if it's the suit, Johnny. But like, Bravo. like Will Sasso. I mean, oh yeah, dead on. And like, I got to tell you, what's his face? Sean Hayes, great job. I was impressed guy. in the in was, the in the trailer that that he like really. Kind of yeah, I gotta tell you, it was. You but know, I'm not a fan of the of the the whole thing. It's it's silicon. It, it, yeah, you know you know what it is. I've I was telling people all weekend long. It's no worse than anything you'd see in a regular Stooges thing, okay. in a regular Stooges movie. It was goofy and funny right. and stupid. But it was one of those things where you caught yourself laughing. There, there was actually a story. Huh. Um. At no time was I bored, and I wanted to take Cole because yeah. he's nine. Right. And it's a movie for a nine-year-old boy because it's goofy. And he was like, no, nah, I don't want to see it. And then Olivia and her friend just jumped at the chance to go. Really? Like, Can we go? We're like, yeah, sure. So, And they had a good time. They liked oh. it. All right. Yeah, it was good. fun. So, um, And I'm glad that like, – and everybody who came out of there said they liked it. Huh. So, it just does not strike me as what you in the back of your head you're thinking would be a good movie. It's it's a silly movie, which is exactly why. Yeah. I mean, you don't look at the Three Stooges, the original Three Stooges, and go, "Oh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna walk away a different person." Where's the social commentary? Exactly, and that's what's <laughs> great about this. There isn't any. That's good. And it's got it's got all your Muppet movie style cameos, from what I can tell, too. It's got. Yeah, Sophia Virag is in it. Um, you got some bunch of the Jersey Lumpies Shore. Are, yeah. Lumpies are there. Yeah, I mean, uh, but the thing is, though, like it works for the story. Yeah, I, it's I not just it gratuitous. Would. It's it's fine. Yeah. So no, I thought it was fun. All right, it was good. I also saw Hunger Games again. Yeah, which was fine a second time. I finally finished the book. Yeah. Um, and I, I stand by what I was saying about the dog wolf things. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been cool. Yeah. But I think that, I mean, because in the book, as she's sort of wondering, you know, is that what they do with the blood? Blah, blah, blah. Right. You know, it's all of those questions. At that point in the movie, it would have been like, like too much. And I think it was sort of what have slowed oh, yeah. the pace down. But you could have, so. you could have built to it as it went along. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, Missed opportunity in that um, to to move outside of just the realm of what she can see, which is all you're given in the book. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I thought the book you know, was the book was fine. I, it, the movie was fine. I'm just it's my fault because I expected more than what I got. 
You know what I did start so. reading, though? I did finish Hunger Games. I was going to start the second one, but I was kind of like, uh, So I started reading Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Oh, okay. Good book so far. Yeah. Yeah. I have a feeling that that's going to be the Green Lantern of the summer. You no, know, I don't think it will be because you know what it is? It's All right. No, I'm going to love the shit out of it. Well, that's the thing. It's, but I don't think it's going to make any money. Well, you know what it is? I think that with a superhero movie, mm. there are all these built-in expectations. Oh, okay? Yeah. There's all this like, oh, you know, is it – because with, with what Marvel's doing, is DC going to try and do the same thing? They have gonna to. going to have to do a Justice League, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, and how is Green Lantern going to fit into that? So there's right. like – there's a whole lot of other oh, pressure it, on a it's, Green Lantern it's really, movie. It's really easy. You just do another Green Lantern movie and you have Jon Stewart, not the uh, the comedian – or the uh, the other dickhead, um, what the fuck's his name? I don't know. But I was uh, I was watching an episode of Justice League Unlimited or yeah. Young Justice or whatever. They were talking about bringing in um, this other Green Lantern, and for the life of me, I cannot remember his name. But he's just a total dickhead. Yeah. And it's um, it's Hal Jordan and John Stewart sitting at the at the table, and they're like, "Well, what about oh Guy Gardner? What about Guy Gardner?" And both of them look at each other, look back at Batman, and go, "No." Because <laughs> he's just a total dick. Yeah. You could, there's there's other Green Lanterns that could be. You could you could go with the the John Stewart, the African American yeah. Green Lantern, and that'd be that'd be Michael Jai White would make a very good yeah. John Stewart, but because um, he's black dynamite. So with Abraham, but that's you, you. You could just do that. Move on. I think Abraham Lincoln is going to be kind of like, kind of like Wanted. Actually, well, you yeah, know, wanted. Well, yeah, I mean, same director, but I think it's going to be one of those things. You see the trailer, it's just like, yeah, oh, this looks kind of cool, and right. then you're going to watch it and go like, all right, that was okay. Yeah, was, it had some interesting shit. Yep, and then and then that's it. The book is pretty interesting. It is okay. Um, so and but I'm I'm looking forward to the movie. Yeah, because it looks fucking crazy. I am wondering what's going to flop this summer. What's what's uh, I mean. I don't see something like Battleship flopping because like people will will go see explosions. Who's directing that? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't. Th- I think it'll be kind of like a eh, whatever. I don't think it's it, it's a war movie. Big deal. Yeah, it's a war movie with aliens. Yeah, it's um, it's Battlefield L.A. or whatever that was. Yes, it's. I mean, really, that was last year's, right? I mean. Battle LA, yeah. Uh, um, so, um, a couple other ones too. That yeah. Weren't. So, it's like, all right, fine. So, yeah. they didn't. Wait till the hype machine gets going for it. You know what I think is actually going to be a big, not a big disappointment, but it's. I don't think it's going to do as well as some folks are, and you're going to lose your, you're going to kick me out of your house. <laughs> I, I, I don't think Prometheus is going to do. I have realistic huge. expectations for it. I'm expecting 180. I, and, and really I, no more than that. Yeah, maybe. You know what? All I want is is I want to like it. Yeah. I don't care really how much it makes it be great if it made a shit ton of money and it was like the number four movie of the year. Yeah. But that's not going to happen up against Brave and The Hobbit. Oh, my God. Brave. And that Everything last Twilight movie. Brave. Everything I see, because I'm starting to see little snippets. There's yeah. been these little like featurettes, you know, with her brothers, and then another yeah. one with her, and it's just like, oh god, I cannot wait for that. Movie. I'm I'm good with that, especially since the the girls are older and they really latched on to the the female heroes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and this is all over that. This is Pixar, you know, filling that 
hey, they haven't done a a female character yeah. driven. Yeah, it's movie. like, oh, hey, Lasseter helped out with Tangled. All right, yeah, all right, you fuckers. So let's show you what we can do. Or was it Stanton? I don't know. One of the two. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> It's all one person. It is. It's a giant amorphous blob that just exactly. pumps out movies. Um, yeah, we should we should we should sit down and and um, for for the show, not for that fantasy draft yeah. thing, do up a what we think each movie will make. Yeah, um, we could do that for next week. Yeah, just what our top ten will be and what we think they'll do for the year. Yeah, and none of that shit before this right now. Kind of none of that. No, nothing's gonna. Hunger Games might end up in the top ten. What's it at? Right now it's um two seventy five? No, it's way over it's over three. I haven't looked. It's probably like three forty by now. I could see that. I could see that top five. Yeah. I think Easy. It'll, by the time it's done, it, it might hit four. It's been number f- one four weeks in a row. First movie to do that since um Avatar. It's only got one more week to do it because then the Avengers is hitting. Not even that. It'll be knocked off this week because it's the lucky one. What's it's a that? Nicholas Sparks romantic thing. Oh, no, fuck that. Zach Efron. You know what? If, if there was a person that I could have brought to me so I could kick him in the front business, it'd be that fucking guy. Yeah. So I, there's, there's, I don't, I don't, I don't wreck on famous people that get famous with a formula and just pump shit out. Like, cause like all the, 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 the sci-fi movies and horror movies yeah, that are like, all, they're all formula yeah, driven. Exactly. But for some reason, this, this. This emotional exploitation in movies, like The Notebook. Okay, great. You, you The Notebook, very touching, very yeah. nice, very good. Dear John, I'm kind of yeah. getting tired of it already. And then this one, it's like it's the same fucking movie, right? All right, just st- it's like, oh, let me. What do I have around my house? Oh, I have a butter knife and uh, what's on TV? Oh, war. All right, I'll write a book about that. <laughs> it's like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, uh, but it's gonna make a shit. But you know what it is though? It's it's like but people eat it up. Yeah, not for me. But you know what will take over Hollywood if Nicholas Sparks and Tyler Perry get together? They'll crush James Cameron. Yeah, yeah, that's terrifying. No, see, Nicholas Sparks has to write the screenplay from a Stephanie Myers novel, Ooh. and then. Yeah, you have Tyler Perry direct it. Yeah. That's the end of the world. I think so. We should check on that, make sure it's not happening. There's another Stephanie Meyer movie. I just want to hug my children. (laughs) It'll be okay. We have the old movies. We'll watch Jaws. (laughs) I watched uh, Wag the Dog the other day. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's a great movie. I watched Game Change twice. Oh, really? Yeah. That was really good, and you know what? You know what I got out of that? I got I got out of it. Sadly, what I thought I would get out of it is that John McCain really wasn't that bad of a person. No person, bad person. No, because and it's that moment that that we talked about where he. uh, I think we did it. We must have talked about it on the show. Where he takes the microphone away from the lady and says, "No, he's a good person. He's a family man," and. The way they build to it, like you see him, like kind of like, oh, what the fuck is going yeah. on? And it, like you can hear his heartbreak, and he's like, oh, this is not who I am. Right. And then Palin is Palin. Yeah. She's exactly who I 
want her to be, I guess, yeah. is, is how they portray her in the movie. And I didn't hear about too many lawsuits coming out of that thing, so no, how bad can so. it be? How can you? Well, it would be slander and libel because it was a book and a movie. Well, it's... Julianne Moore is going to get some awards for that because I swear to God I don't see her in that role. Yeah. She's she's good. for that. Yeah, I could see that. And um, I'm, I'm almost all the way through God Bless America, which some people um, are finding out didn't like. It's it's kind of like idiocracy in a way. Like the premise is it looks a lot like um, great. What was that one with Michael Douglas falling down? Yeah, yeah. Except this is funny. Yeah, this looks kind of. Funny. Um, but it's like it's like it's like a, a prequel to Idiocracy. Like society starting to go yeah. the way of the the idiot. Um, but like Idiocracy, when you introduce a plot into your idea of societies getting dumber or ruder or meaner. It it doesn't stray from the point, but you have to flesh it out somehow. Right. So, I mean, I see the the plot in that kind of as a means to an end to show like the expanse of what's driving this guy. It's funny to see the um, the actor in that. He was in Mad Men for a little while, and he was a bit of a drunk. Oh, was he? Kind of a buffoon. Yeah. Oh, Joel Joel Murray is that his uh, name? I think yeah. <laughs> Is I he like one of the him. Murray boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like him. him. Who? What was he in with? Uh, with Bill? Was he in? He was. He was in uh, Scrooge, wasn't he? He was the brother. Got the VCR. No, he wasn't. Player. No, he wasn't. You sure? Pretty sure. All right, we gotta find that out because I think I'm he did right. not play the brother. Well, then who did? Some other dude. All right, Some hold on. Younger looking dude. Well, it was also 1986. Was it him? <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, da, da, James John Murray. I was that. I was genetically correct. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was a brother. But it wasn't so. that one. No, no, it wasn't. I was right. <laughs> yeah, but at least I had the same face in my head. I, I, was, I was close there, right? <laughs> So, um, what else has he done? Joel. Joel. How many Murrays are there? I don't know. Big Irish Catholic family. There's probably 40 of them. Yeah, probably. Cable guy, Dharma and Greg. He was in The Artist? He's in Monsters University? Interesting. Mad Men, my boys. Hatchet 2. Okay. Uh, he did some TV too. Yeah, he did Darman Gregg and did some other stuff. Yeah, Malcolm in the Middle, still standing. Uh, Baby Blues, Buzz Lightyear, Star Command. <laughs> it's a bunch of voiceover work. Yeah, yeah, I like him. Yeah, I like, I like him. him. He, uh, you need somebody down on their luck. He's a he's a good one to get. <laughs> yeah, looks it. <laughs> So, um, speaking of the family there, I want to talk about this story, but we need some backing music for it. Let's see how qu- <laughs> That's pretty quiet. Okay. Was this what you were talking about? Yeah. Yeah. New Jersey couple sues landlord over a ghost. This is going to be real quiet, but uh, until we get the individual headphone thing. Fuck these people. No such thing as ghosts, you stupid 
fucks. It's time to have a little fun. Uh, let's see, we're opening up the public opinion. During their first week in the rented house, the couple came home to find clothes and towels strewn about, woke to doors slamming and lights flickering, and would sometimes hear footsteps when everyone was in bed. I'm going to turn this down. Blah, here. blah, blah. Bullshit. No such thing as ghosts, Joe. Well, let's stupid. see how this goes. I'm sorry. I have no uh, let's see. Okay, so I turn the music down in iTunes, so now it should be better. <laughs> um, let's see. Skipping the obvious first explanation for this, raccoons or yeah. vagrants, they decided the house must be haunted. Oh, yeah, of course, because that's the first fucking place you go to. It is, isn't it? The evidence. The co-founder of the Paranormal Investigators Agency hired by the couple... Claims there is more evidence of haunting in their house than any other she'd ever seen. Yeah, shut up, I'm a scientist. <laughs> a church pastor brought onto the premises suggests that it was haunted by demons. So we've upgraded now from yeah. ghosts to demons. The defense, the landlord who has been renting out the property for many years, claims no other past tenants made any mention of paranormal activity. He believes the couple is simply trying to find a way to break their lease without losing the $2,250 security deposit. The lease agreement does not include a haunting clause, so it'll be up to the judge to decide. What do I hope you judge, think should I happen? I hope this judge takes his little gavel there and yeah. just donk bonks them on the head. <laughs> Fucking idiots. What a waste of the court's time. Yeah. And again, see, even even take their lawyer. Their even, lawyer should go. Even Ray Parker you know, Jr. agrees. Not break this to just. <laughs> that's just that irritates me. <laughs> yeah. All right. So enough of that. I want to sue those people. All right. So that's enough of the music there. Uh, let's see what else Fucking happened today. Idiots. Oh, there we got a we got a release date for uh, Silent Hill Two, the movie, which is good because. I've been really waiting to see that. It's October 26th, the fucking movie, horror movie coming out on Halloween. Really? That's amazing, isn't it? Interesting. Yeah. Strategy. So, the other thing that I'm pulling from the outside the cinema page instead of instead of our page is um, I, I had posted that there's talk of a Terminator 5 and James Cameron saying that they should go back to the T-800, the uh, Schwarzenegger model Terminator. And I'm like, oh, that's great. That's great. But I have somebody running around with an oil can. I had an idea, though. I think that the, the, the franchise, instead of moving forward into the future, right, if you go further back in time, there's way more people for you to kill to prevent John from being born. Yeah. That is not a, not a, a plot hole, but it's, it's one of those things like if Skynet really is that smart, why didn't they go back one more generation to yeah. the 60s? Then there's four fucking people that could be killed. Yeah. That's simple. You know, or you can go back you know, one more generation before that, and then there's, you know, eight, 16, yeah. you know. So, you know, take it to the 60s and then try to work. Get to the Take it to the 1860s. You could do that, too. Then but it's, Then it's Abraham Lincoln, T-800. <laughs> <Hunter>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Terminator, Terminator. Exactly. <laughs> but if you if you take it to the sixties, you could do a lot of stuff, and and it could um, you could work a lot of history into just Terminators being in history. And then we, you know who you have? As, uh, you, know, you have John Hamm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could see that. But you send back a whole bunch of different looking dudes, right? And we all know that Terminators have a penchant for uh, biker clothing, right? So you're gonna get James Dean as a Terminator? No, I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking that you could you could retcon Altamont as a Terminator mission. Interesting. So, I know it's a terrible tragedy, and you know people yeah. died and a whole bunch of stuff. But uh, that was that was a while ago. <laughs> Uh, Kennedy's assassination, the manned moon missions. Because you could have one of one of John Connor's ancestors be a White House secretary. Yeah, yeah. And it's Kennedy's kid. Exactly. That'd be fuck. That would be pretty fucking. Cool. And um, you know, Ooh, we got to start writing uh, this. Martin Luther King Jr. would be um, a successful Terminator strike because uh, in the prior timeline. Uh, John Connor's second in command, blah 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 blah, right? One of his one of his wow. kids. You could do a shitload of and you if you don't do a lot of stuff. If you, you could, don't want to do stuff like that, you could you could um instead of taking the the Predator franchise, um you know, further present day, Predators hunt where it's hot, right? They yeah. hunt where um there's a challenge where the best of the best are. Fucking 1964, Predators in Vietnam. Did um, You don't watch <laughs> I mean, Archer, do you? No, no, there's I this, should. There's this episode of Archer where they get captured by this drug lord and he decides to play the most dangerous game and hunt him and Lana <laughs> in the woods. <laughs> so they're around and he's just sort of looking around. She goes, what are you doing? He goes, nothing. She goes, oh. You're looking for Predator, aren't you? <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> it's his what voice. The, well, what, yeah, it is. It's totally his voice. And she's just like, well, there are a couple of problems with that. One, it's invisible. It has a telltale shimmer. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, you're an idiot. That show's so fucking good. It's funny. Um Lot there was a, there was an episode of uh, Parks and Recreation too, where they go uh, on the hunting trip. Oh uh, yeah, um, and Ron gets shot in the back of the yep. head, and Donna's truck gets uh, her her SUV gets shot, and um, one of them says, "Well, maybe they're they're hunting man." And and, <laughs> and what's his face? Tom Haverford says, uh, "Well, man is the the most dangerous <laughs> prey," and Donna says. To the predator, <laughs> just out of nowhere, it's like a predator reference shows up, and it's like, what? but that's 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 what I like about shows when they just pull stuff out. It's like, yeah. oh well, Donna must like Predator, all right, because that was on the tip of her tongue. Did you see Community? Uh, what was the last one? Was it, it was the, the one about um, the carnival guy? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Joe from funny. Sewage. Yeah. <laughs> That was interesting. Yeah, I thought that was good. And then and they're leading to Troy and Britta getting together, but it just isn't happening. Yeah. So I've been and reading for some l- reason they were given Annie a lot of cleavage that episode, I must say. Yeah. Did not mind. No. Allison Breeze <clears throat> one of my new favorites. Yep. <laughs> yep. 
Um, I have been reading a lot about the behind-the-scenes stuff with Chevy Chase on the show, and I don't understand why people work with him if he's that difficult to work with. It's yeah. like the, the girl from 90210. What's her face? Shannon Doherty. Yeah, why do people hire her if she's notoriously difficult to work with? I don't know. I don't know either. He won't be on that show next season. I can't imagine. I don't think I was really surprised that that one of the plot lines mirrored his drug abuse problems. Yeah, it was interesting. I I can't imagine how he would have gone for that if he See, sometimes I think uh, all of the talk and stuff is just like stupid like PR bullshit. Probably some of it. Like like Bill Murray saying, "Oh, I shred any script that says Ghostbusters 3 on it." And then this week he's like, "Yeah, I'm open to it." <laughs> it's like, "Oh, guys, all right, I'm fucking tired of it. I don't want you to make another Ghostbusters movie." And I dressed up as a Ghostbuster for 5 years in a row. <laughs> Saw the movie 12 times in the theater. I walked to the theater. Fuck you guys. <sighs> Speaking of fuck you guys, uh oh. Who's your favorite seventies scumbag rocker? Um I don't know. <laughs> I don't really have a list prepared. No. <laughs> Ted Nugent doesn't spring to mind. Not a huge I hate fan. Ted Nugent. Why? What did he do now? Um <laughs> Nothing. He, just a dick. He had Moving said on. that if Obama gets a, a, uh elected again, he'll either be dead or in jail. Who, Obama Nugent. or Nugent? He okay. Said, I'm like, oh, I would opt for dead, but jail's fine. Meaning, and, you know, extrapolating out like the Secret, Secret Service did, it's like, oh, well, why would you be in jail hmm, or dead? You know, he's hinting at stuff. So now yeah. all this stuff about Ted Nugent's coming out. Well, you know what, though? Do you know what it is? Huh? It's, you know what, Ted Nugent... You haven't been in the paper in 25 years. Yeah. That was like a year ago he said something stupid, too. But that's the thing. Like, you want to get in the limelight, make a fucking record. Well, Otherwise, Nugent, shut the fuck up. Ted, I don't care Ted, what um, you think. He endorsed Romney. Like, like I don't understand. Like, <laughs> I don't think Romney even knows who this guy is. Of course Romney knows who it is. It's the ones that... Uh, that the biker kids listen to. The biker kids, yeah. Yeah, and their damn Vespas riding up and down my street. Right. I um fuck Ted Nugent. Like like who cares what you think? Quite frankly, yeah. who cares what any celebrity thinks? I'll be honest, there's none that I um I don't, you know, you you, you don't know well enough. To, you know, they they play a part, they sing a song or whatever. I don't care who they There's vote there's for. a few that I've heard you know, it's talk. Like, that I'm like, okay, all right, you actually, you know, are well informed on the but issues. You know what, like, though, how, uh, how much of your opinion is formed based on what I don't know George Takei thinks about an issue? I I like it more when I agree with the people I like. Well, but when I see somebody like Seth MacFarlane on uh, like Real Time with Bill Maher or some or some yeah. other similar type show, I don't necessarily like the product he puts out. But I like him. Yeah. So that's that's a weird thing for me. It'd be kind of like if I met Bill O'Reilly in real life and we hung out and had dinner and he was a cool guy off camera and I hated everything he said when he went to his job. Except I don't hate what Seth MacFarlane does. I just think it's kind of derivative. Although I am really 
excited to see Ted. Oh, Ted's <laughs> going to be awesome. That I think really will be the nice uh, the hangover uh, money maker of the year. Yeah. Um, That'll go on the list. But that, um, what's his face? Uh, he was in the town and Dogma and Chasing Amy and Affleck. Yeah, yeah. I like a lot of the stuff he's got to say. He's got common sense. Him yeah, and Matt Damon. But, but you know what it is? If anything, for me, it's just kind of like okay. It's it's like an interesting little side bit. It's like you know, like knowing, hey, you know what? They enjoy grape nuts. Well, it's, see, it's, see like, it's like an interesting tidbit, like <laughs> about someone famous. Well, oh, it's, okay, with him, he. But, um, but does it help? Like nudge you in one direction or another. If it's someone that, that whose work you like... It, it, I'm more apt to listen to what they have to say. But Affleck is talking like, you know, when he gets a little older and his career's done, he's, he said, yeah, I wouldn't rule out running for office. So, obviously, I would assume... If it's not California, it would be here in the state well, yeah. he grew up in. So I'm going to start paying attention to what he says now. Because I want to remember that shit. Uh, and that's why I bring up somebody like him. Because, you know, he would run for, like, mayor of the town. <laughs> but I, I sometimes I like hearing what people have to say, and sometimes I don't. I mean, for me, it's, it's, it's just kind of a, a, a novelty. It's just like, yeah, yeah. right. For, for me, with Ted Nugent, it's not so much what he says, because obviously I know you're for hunting and you love guns and yeah. you're a conservative. I get that. It's the way he says it. Because he just has to be a fucking asshole Well, that's the it. thing. It's just like he's being an asshole. He wants to get in the headlines. Yay, yeah. fucking great. Yay, Ted Nugent. Yeah. You're, 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 fuck you. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. It's, um, it's like 31 minutes in. Let's uh, stop this and uh, we'll come back. And uh, I, I put up a, a little question that I, I got some results about. So now I feel comfortable talking about it. So right. We'll get back to that in a second. It's a crank
Okay, so all this bullshit about Ann Romney. Is that her name, Ann? Yeah, what, Mitt Romney's what, what's wife. her latest bullshit? Okay, somebody on the Democratic side said that she's never worked a real job in her life, and then the right comes back with, oh, the Democrats are saying being a mother isn't a real job. Let me set the record straight. <sighs> being a mother is not a fucking job. It's not. It's, it, it's not. <clears throat> it's work. It, it, but it's 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 work in the same way that it's 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 effort expended. It's exertion. It is, but it, it's not a job. It's it's not being a, job. a father. I, let's let's speak as as fathers. Yeah, being a father is not a job. I don't wake up in the morning and think, oh fuck, I got to put gotta eight go hours to dad with my today. kids. Yeah, no, it's it's what I am now. Well, yeah, it, it that's it, that's what it yeah, is. I well, chose. That's just it's 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 Louis C.K. No, that's just what you do now. <laughs> well, yeah, it is. pretty much. It's it, it's a it's yeah. a condition of who you are. Yeah, you know, um, but it's not a quote unquote. It's not a job. You're not a job. Is is is, is this? It's a means to provide for the family, right? So, but. But being a, a a parent, it's just it's it's just who you are. So don't it should know? be who you are. It, I mean, well, it yeah. Like, I mean, well that that's a whole other thing. But do you, you know? really think while well, she was raising all these kids and they had they they could afford to sell off stocks so they didn't have to work? And you know what? All right, that's you good. know I don't good. begrudge anybody their you know this, their success of being born into money. Whatever. No, no. That, that's just don't that's, be a dick. What I'm saying is they didn't have to work. Neither of them had to work. Right. Okay. So. After, like, he, he works for whoever, and he's getting regular paychecks, and she's staying at home, don't you think maybe they'd have a little bit of help? Of like, course. Like a cook and, but, but or a maid or a nanny? It's, it's or a, a little bit easier to, 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 to raise these kids, I'm sure, when in the back of your head... You're not wondering about, okay, you know what? I can't go food shopping today. I'll it's, go food shopping it's, tomorrow. It's the Forrest Gump. It's it's well. There's one more thing I don't have to worry about. Yeah, it's the money part, right? Yeah. It's it, it's it's the money part. It's you know what? Um, we don't have to 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 not do this activity because we have to we have to save for this vacation. Right? It's yeah. We're gonna be able to do that vacation. Yeah, we'll be able to do this. Yeah. And, oh, and while we're and, at it, let's do another one. Exactly. And and yeah. all she needs to do is, I mean, they get to school age, and I guarantee you, those kids weren't home with Anne. Mm. Um, much past three or four years old when they went to preschool. Yeah. And then they went private to, preschool. Exactly. Probably. And then they went to, 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 you know, they were in school. Right. So now she's got until two, three o'clock where right. she's, you know, she's doing whatever she wants. Right. And oh then she's, yeah, yeah. And then she, you go, you pick up the kids and they're home from the, whatever. Yes. I mean, and, and, and I'll tell you, um, it's, it's, it is so much easier. I mean, when it, it, it's really interesting, the year that, like all the all of my kids were in school like full day yeah is a hell of a lot different it's kind of like a little when, vacation isn't well, it well no but, but it, it's not even that cuz I'll be I'll be honest with you like I miss my kids during yeah. the day yeah. you know but it's it's a lot different with okay those three are at school, but there's there's Frankie running around. Right, right. So like Julie and I, quote unquote, don't have the freedom to, you know, okay, we got to go do this and run these errands for her business, and I right. got to go do this for my business, and we have all these these things that we have to do. Yeah. Um, 
and now we're towing, you know, a one-year-old right. along. Right. But if you're together, it's a so lot easier is, than by it, yourself. It, it, yeah. it is a lot easier. But I'll, I'll say, I, I would rather stay home and be a full-time stay-at-home dad than have to go anywhere for exactly. work. And so, I mean, it's not that the Democrats are saying that being a mother or being a father isn't work. No, it's, it's not, not a job. It's not a job, exactly. So I, fuck you all for wasting time on Here's this. what happens if I don't do something. If I get up, and I usually get up, uh, the girls go in the living room and they start playing. I come in here and I see what happened on Facebook, you know, see who's dead and, right. you know, what, who's posting funny Dick pictures Clark, and shit. I know. Um, I have a cup of coffee. I take all my pills. And then the girls come in and say, Dad, my tummy is starving. And I'm like, all right, let's get some fucking food. <laughs> right, that's, that's who I have to answer to. Is yeah. Now my new favorite thing that they say is my, my tummy's thirsty. <laughs> yeah, that's adorable. So you're going to have as much drink as you want. That's fine. Um, and then they come in and they're like, we want to watch Batman. We want to watch a Batman with Huntress and Black Canary. All right, I'll be right there. We will take our breakfast on the lanai. We'll go. To, we'll do that. And then we and then we watch some some TV and when they go outside and play and I, you know, while they're watching TV last week, I did dishes. I did loads of laundry. Uh, if I don't have clean fucking clothes, I'm not going to get fired for it. Yeah. You know, if they for, if I forget to give them their vitamin, not a big deal. If I forget what movie I'm showing next, big fucking deal. Yeah. So it's it's you know, uh, fuck. The, why are they wasting time on? And this? and I this have bullshit. I have I have two that are the same age, and you have twelve that are all different <laughs> ages. So it's not like we're talking. You know, we can people can can write in and be like, well, you only have one kid, so it's like, yeah, well. Try I have four. Fuck you. Yeah. Okay. And I and I have two, and we got them both at the same time. Yeah, Mint exactly. box. <laughs> but I'll tell you, it's... Um, but to have he, he, the financial the thing, security... Exactly. It's, it's, it's so different. Yeah. And it's, but the whole, like, what the the Democrats say this thing, yeah, Ann Romney. Who the fuck cares? Ann Romney's well, This is why. This is why. Who the fuck cares what Ann Romney does? This is why, because... I don't care. L- well, She's hold not on. for office. I will explain. It's just a... Fucking figurehead next to him. Who the fuck cares? Well, if he's president, she... who the fuck cares? Are you asking or are you telling? Fuckers. Okay. If it, I think, I think that you have to kind of look at the the couple as a whole. And I it's, do. They're, and it's they're, they are. And it's old. it's eighty percent Romney, twenty percent his wife. Just like you know, you look and if if like you see, um, you know, Ronald Reagan. And and Nancy, it's like okay, well, ninety percent of the responsibility is going to go on Nancy. So uh, I guess yeah, sure. Whatever. It was only later when but, he started being yeah, crazy. I know. But then you have to take you know who's his running mate going to be, and you have to take them into into consideration. Like really, Todd Palin, really? That's like really like I can thing. take but you know Sarah. What, Here's the thing. But come Here's on. the thing. Here's the thing. Bitching about him being useless is as about. Useful what? as no. Listen, <laughs> complaining trying. about no, but pointing out pointing out how yeah. useless he is is as useless yeah. as thinking he's important. Well, he the doesn't. First, the first lady, matter. the first lady, is important. She has her own initiatives you know and stuff she should do. That and... is, you know whose fucking fault that is? Is that Nancy's? No, oh. it's Eleanor's. 
Eleanor yeah. Roosevelt's fault because that bitch couldn't keep her horse mouth shut. Okay. God damn it. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> uh, it's been a that, long folks? ways coming, but we All are right. now making fun of historical <laughs> figures. Don't it's get good. me. Uh, I'm going to catch hell for this, but whatever. Okay. My point is that who the fuck cares what the first lady well, here's, needs to do? Here, here's why the whole Romney thing came up because Mitt, in his sexist, in his infinite it. wisdom, said that um, when he wants to know what is on women's minds, he turns to his wife, and as he said, "Oh yeah, because she's oh, a fucking representative of the average American." Hold woman. on, he said, he "My wife told me that, that working women are concerned about the economy." she know that's the point because the women that the women that work for her and that's why the woman from the 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 democratic party said come on Aunt romney ain't worked a day in her life and you know what and the republicans want to come back and jump on that instead of yeah. oh i don't know doing some fucking work okay <laughs> right yeah. and do you know what the resp- do you know what the response from the democrats should have been uh, oh fuck you stop yeah. being a cunt and then moved on to something else <laughs> that's what they should have said yeah. as a Fucking, they should have had T-shirts that yeah. said, "Oh, come on, shut the fuck up, you fucking cunts." Yeah. That's, you know what? As a taxpayer, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Get those T-shirts, you bunch of fucking pussies. Yeah. That's what they are. They're pussies yeah. and the fucking Republicans. I will say, I will say that as far as I know, because I didn't look into it that much, she did not apologize for her statements. As far as I can tell. The Democrat? Yeah. Good. You know what? She shouldn't apologize. She shouldn't even fucking acknowledge them. Yeah. Because it's true. Ann Romney has not not had a fucking job. Yeah. Okay? She's not had to go in, have a job interview, kiss somebody's ass. Shovel the car out. Get a job. Shovel a car out. Get to work on time. Spill her coffee. Get headaches, ulcers. Exactly. Okay? So fuck Ann Romney. She's as useless to me as someone else's dick. All right? (laughs) Fuck yeah, I don't get to use it, and I don't want it near me. Exactly. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and in news to keep Frank pissed off, we have the Arizona passes oh, the abortion fuck law. Them. This is great. <laughs> this is fucking awesome. Yeah, you know what? You're considered pregnant before you take a dick. Fuck you, <laughs> you stupid assholes. But and you know what gets me is that because I read this same fucking article and these assholes who say, well, you know what? When they, you know, get a pregnant lady and they try to measure when. Yeah, because that's why she's because she's pregnant. Channeling my inner. No one has any idea what you're talking about. Fuck them. Stupid fucking landlocked Indian motherfucking killers. Just shut the fuck up. God damn it. So it says here. Sand bitches. Arizona has passed a law which says pregnancy can begin two weeks before a child has been conceived. How the fuck is that possible? How the fuck is that? You know what? I'm the father of 15 million unborn children. Unborn people. There's a fucking quote in this thing that says, oh, we can protect our nation's most most at risk, most vulnerable population, the unborn. Are you fucking kidding me? Actually, I would think the unborn, if you're just an egg inside a woman's body, you're pretty protected. Because you're not a... Just relax. What the fuck? Yeah, well, that was Jan Brewer that said that. Jan Brewer's a stupid cunt. Okay, and let's move on. Motherfuckers, I'm sorry. Should I, should I give a little more on this so people can know why you're so pissed off about it? 
Uh, the law was signed. It's just, this is so, it's just <laughs> stupid. A waste of fucking time. It's Arizona. They got nothing better to do than shoot representatives God. in the face and um, import old people. But at least it's a dry stupidity. <laughs> Actually, dry heat is a fantastic thing. Uh, who said it would? Uh, Jan Brewer said it would safeguard most vulnerable population. Aside from banning, they're not a population. They're the unborn. They don't exist. Hey, I bet she believes in God. There you go. But they're not here yet. It's just a baby without a soul. They're protected enough by not so, existing. So they're all redheads. Aside, but, the but there's, there's nothing there to protect. Aside from banning all abortions after 20 weeks, defined from the date of the woman's last period instead of conception, except in the case of a medical emergency, it will force women considering abortion because of fetal abnormalities to have counseling and for women having an abortion to have an ultrasound. It also says the age of a fetus, and they put an O in that word, which is really weird, is calculated from the first day of the last woman's <laughs> menstrual period. Hey, I almost said something really racist, but I'm not going to. No, not this week. Not this week. <laughs> the Center for Remind Re- me to tell you what it is. Okay. The Center for oh. Reproductive Rights, State Advocacy Council, Jordan Goldberg. I'm sorry, I just keep thinking the racist. Thing. Told the Daily Beast that the new law disregards women's health and the, common sense. The women of Arizona can't access medical treatment. That other women can. So I imagine what's going to happen is people are just going to move out of fucking Arizona, aren't they? Okay, so here's the thing. So does not getting pregnant, does that constitute some sort of weird abortion thing? Just having your menstrual cycle is is sort of flushing out the unborn. What I'm figuring um, by, the, by the way this law is worded, um, I think if we were in Arizona, I would be having sex with my wife right now. I think that's how it works. Because at some point I will, so might as well count it as now. Because I'm thinking about it. God damn it, people are dumb. Oh, and uh, the Ted Nugent thing, uh, he's being scrutinized by the Secret Service. Uh, I wonder if that's the same Secret Service that had prostitutes in Colombia. Fucking dummies. Hey, we protect the president. Yeah, like... Like, they're not going to tell somebody? <laughs> From celibacy. Can we read the George Takei letter thing? Oh, yeah. This isn't it, though. Can I read this one first? Yeah, I guess so. The George Takei thing is fucking hilarious. This was um, to Jessica Alquist, the girl that yeah. successfully petitioned to have the prayer taken out of her public school. It was a banner uh, in yeah. the gym. Um, this says, the cops will not watch you forever. Excuse me. Uh, we... We'll get you good. It's, it's, it's a bad picture at the top here. Tell your little asshole sister to T.O. Watch her back. There are many of us crusaders. Sorry. Uh, we have a betting pool going to see who gets you first. Remember, this is a high school girl. Yeah. Your fucking old man better move or keep you locked up if you know what's good for you. <clears throat> we know where he works, what kind of cars you have, and the plate numbers of the cars. Get the fuck out of Rhode Island, you... That's weird. It says, you bitchin' whore. <laughs> B-I-T-C-H-I-N. That, that, that's clear right All there. Right. Bitchin' that's whore. That's almost a compliment. It almost is. You are nothing more than a sex toy of a slut. Maybe you will 
maybe you will gang banged before we throw you out of one of our cars. We will get you look out. That was uh, left by a good God-fearing Christian for the um, uh, the poor atheist girl in Rhode Island. So, I suggest that um, whoever wrote that, if anybody knows who wrote that, tell tell this guy where I work and uh, have him talk to me. Yeah, I'm serious about this. You don't threaten high school kids. With fucking gang rape and death. There was a... Because um, I'll tell you, if that was my daughter, I'd be deader in jail. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck them. They would never know that the person came to see me anyway. So, uh, yeah. Oh, this one's great. Anthony posted this one. I love this headline. I didn't read it because I love having the outrage when uh, when we actually do get to it. <sighs> what? <laughs> I was waiting for that. What the fuck? So, Tony Perkins, professional douchebag, blames the Secret Service prostitution scandal on the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Why right? don't you just blame it on fucking... Blame it on the rain? Oh, my God. And then you can win a Grammy and then kill yourself. Fucking on Monday, Jeff Mefford hosted Family Research Council President Tony Perkins, where they spent most of the time lamenting the inevitable nomination of Mitt Romney. That's pretty sad when every Republican's like, oh, fuck it, I guess. There's a website I called guess that's what we're doing. Romney. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as Mefford was troubled by Romney's past, but since renounced support of gay rights. But the two agreed that Obama's advocacy for equal rights for gays and lesbians is far more disconcerting. So uh, who did the press, who did the Secret Service get whores for? Uh, themselves, I oh, believe. So fucking what? Yeah. Um, I think it's the fact that they told people they were Secret Service. That's probably a big no-no. They were fired, by the way, if I, if I remember Okay, correctly. so what's the fucking problem? Um, well, here's where we get to the <clears throat> idiocy. Uh, Perkins even tied last year's repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell to the scandal involving secret service agents who solicited prostitutes in Colombia. While prostitution is legal in the country, well, then I really okay. don't see a problem. Their use of prostitutes has the potential to compromise the president's security. Fair enough. All right. At least they weren't doing anything illegal. Right. Aside from compromising the president's safety. <laughs> um, Perkins that's claimed a job. that is a job. That's their job. Perkins Damn. claimed then that since the president has been quote enforcing open homosexuality in our military, enforcing it. I don't know really how you enforce that. <laughs> you, you, are you, are you gay? Well, be you, gay. <laughs> to do yeah, it. Yeah. Stop being a faggot and suck that dick. That's getting ready for it, right? Uh, Enforcing open homosexuality, then he should not have been upset about the prostitution scandal. Maintaining the "Don't Ask, Don't Tell"s repeal led to a total breakdown in moral order. Oh fuck you! Uh, let's the prostitute. See. You fucking dumbass. Let's see. Uh, Perkins says, uh, "Yeah, you know that's a great point." Uh, something Meffer said that I don't really give a shit about. Uh, just for a moment, step back and look at and look at the implications of this. Over the weekend, we saw the news of the president's Secret Service detail in Colombia, and the issue of them hiring prostitutes. And now the White House is outraged about that. Well, I think the, the outrage they, the out the White House should be 
outrage. They yeah. fired the dudes. Yeah. You know, because you know Barry was like, um, <laughs> you guys getting your dicks wet. Um, you're supposed to be protecting me. Exactly. Okay? Exactly. Do that on your own time, motherfuckers. Yeah. Don't go throwing my name around. <laughs> um, I can't get you cheaper. Exactly. Pussy. Yeah. Uh, actually, in a meeting this morning, my staff asked, why should the president be upset? It was actually legal. It was legal there to do that. So why should we be upset? Well, the fact is that we intuitively know it's wrong. There's a moral law against that. Not, no, there not really. If you read your Bible, hey, the you prostitution's actually okay. Lots of people use their bodies to make money all the time, football yeah. players. <laughs> Seriously, that was kind of weird. That's like, like, like I expect you to end your next sentence with hard pocket. <laughs> well, that's they probably asked for the. That's probably what they asked for. Uh, so he goes on to say the same is true for what the president has done to the military, enforcing open homosexuality in our military. Hard pocket. <laughs> you can change the law. Um, but you can't change the moral law that's behind it. You can change the positive law laws. I'm a big fucking idiot. Whatever. Guy's a dumbass. How do you enforce homosexuality? I don't know. <sighs> but this is the stuff that the government is wasting its time on. No, this is the stuff that the, the fucking family research council's wasting its time on. <sighs> Everybody else just kind of went, meh. Here's another good one. You ever, uh, you ever answer a question in the most dickish way possible? Fuck you. <laughs> they asked Romney, so would you put a dog on the roof of your car again for a family trip? And he basically said, um, no, because I got a lot of bad attention from it. <laughs> Who the fuck is he, Clark Griswold? Like- <laughs> <laughs> I know, huh? Uh, Let's see. This is from Addicting Info. It says, the more I learn I'm at Romney, the more I'm reminded of the 90s TV show Third Rock from the Sun. This is a fucking fascinating analogy. I actually like this one. In the show, a, quote, family of space aliens land on Earth. I never watched a lot of the show. I saw maybe like like 10 episodes. Uh, They look human, but they are completely clueless as to how to act human. So basically, it was kind of like the Coneheads without the grading personality. Um that was for the older people in the audience. Yes. <laughs> Take your Geritol. <laughs> yeah, where is mine? Um, they do learn, but not out of an innate sense of right and wrong. They learn, uh, ironically, much like a dog, <laughs> by observing reactions, by being rewarded or punished. The aliens never achieve the ability to feel what is right and wrong. And according to all evidence I've ever seen, neither have the Romneys. I like that analogy yeah. because it's kind of like he is changing as it goes, like so he could fit oh, in with yeah. society. Uh, one of the most famous stories about the Romneys as a family was a car trip they took to Canada. During that trip, they put the dog on the roof of the car in a crate. The dog defecated all over the car. <laughs> That's awesome. The Romneys pulled over and Mitt, in full crisis mode, hosed everything down and stuck the dog back up on the roof. To this day, no one in that family seems to recognize why dog-loving Americans are offended by this story. ABC's Diane Sawyer asked if the, can- asked the candidate if he would do it again. His answer was, 
Certainly not with the attention it's received. <laughs> because you people are being dicks about it. <laughs> and Romney, who's supposed to be the more empathetic face in the Romney clan, elaborated further. The dog of- loved it, she said. And none of the children would get in the cage. <laughs> Once he, we traveled all the time, and he, he ate turkey on the counter. I mean, he had the runs. But he would see that crate, and, you know, he would, like, go crazy because he was going with us on vacation. No, because he was terrified. <laughs> yeah. 70 miles yeah. an hour on top of a car in a fucking shark cage. <laughs> it was, to me, a kinder thing. <laughs> To bring him along than to leave him in the kennel for two weeks. Yeah, where he would have not been going 70 miles an hour on the roof of a car. Can you imagine? <laughs> like, that would be... Terrifying. Yeah, because the dog has no idea that it's safe. Uh, let's see, the dog this is... was literally scared shitless. Yeah. Literally scared the shit out of the dog. Yeah. Can you see Romney in his in his sh- button down shirt and his in his khakis and his boat shoes with a hose hosing shit off his car? Come on over here, Scout. Whatever the fuck your <laughs> son's name is, or <laughs> Plaid, or whatever he named him. His name's Mitt. What's what's his kid's name? His name's Beige. Kip or. I don't know. So this isn't the first time that Mitt Romney has come around. What did they say? Just play uh, this to a, video. I got it. To a decision out of fucking voice. All right. I was trying to avoid it. At this job a friend of mine has. I don't know what that <laughs> means. She leaves the house. Traction control. Class leading oh, torque. Um. Yeah. So we have an ad. So we'll see. Uh, We'll see how this goes. This is going to be fucking yeah. hideous, isn't it? We yeah. got two questions most often. Where are they? Fenway First Park? First about Seamus, <laughs> which, as you know, is out there forever. Jay Would you Bates. do it again? <laughs> Certainly not with the attention it's received. That's why we don't beat the, the maid anymore. The dog loved it. <laughs> The dog would like but the leap dog got up sick, into, right? Once he we traveled all the time, and he he ate the turkey on the counter. I mean, he had the runs. <laughs> but um, he would see oh, that. Oh, that silly and, dog! You know, he would like go crazy because he was going with us on vacation. It was to me a kinder thing to bring him along than to leave him in the kennel for t- in in a in a kennel for two weeks. So you're a fucking idiot! Wow. And so is that the. F- that time is that the only time they put the dog on the roof or was that one of the times they put the dog on the roof but I think that the uh, I think that the name of the dog is appropriate Seamus Seamus he has shamed them all because it shamed them (laughs) yeah there's no way he can win there's absolutely no way he can win. There's, I mean, there really is no way. How many times has he run and just lost the nomination? He's, he's he'll get the nomination because oh he as I far mean, as I'm concerned he has it. He, yeah, exactly. Because Rick Santorum, I mean, we he, haven't heard he quit. Mitt is still asking for fucking money. He's like, I can, we can, we can. no, Mitt, shut, shut, just calm your you your giant head down. You can't. All right, you don't get all of Santorum's shit. <laughs> <laughs> All you get is Seamus's. Oh, this one I I am absolutely totally fucking confused about. Pat Robertson says global warming is a hoax because there's no SUVs on Mars. But Mars is Pat. What the? 
Can you explain that to me? I don't get that. What? I don't understand. I'm All just, right. fuck it, I'm just going to play it. Let's hear what he says. Well, for the past few years, <coughs> Europe has experienced record snow and record cold. But that hasn't swayed what are known as the apostles of global warming. To them, if the weather is cold or hot, it all supports what some call the religion of climate change. And as Dale Hurd reports, if you're not a true believer, you could be dubbed in Europe a climate criminal. Winter 2011 was a pleasant no-show for most of the U.S., setting hundreds of temperature records and setting off the predictable chorus that this is because of global warming and cold winters are going to be a thing of the past. Yay. It is getting warmer and it will continue to warm on average as we go into the future. Except this was think, winter one think, year ago. Hold, hold Remember on, the collapse on. of... That said climate scientist and I swear for one or two frames it said sinner. <laughs> Metrodome roof in Minneapolis from too much snow. It's Minnesota. Record-setting right. cold and snow it's for the past It's snowing in Minnesota right now. More than 600 people died from a historic Arctic cold snap across the continent this year. Europe used to get warnings about warmer and warmer winters too. Not so much anymore. But man-made climate change is still an article of faith and law in Europe, where publicly disputing the theory could end your career. It doesn't matter how much Europe looks like the North Pole, climate skeptics aren't just wrong, they're wow. bad people. When noted French scientist and politician Claude Allegra came out with the book The Climate Deception, 400 French scientists signed a petition demanding the government denounce the book. Doesn't matter. He's so French. This Belgian TV yeah, documentary is typical fare yeah. exposing so-called climate criminals. Experts like Allegra who don't believe in global warming. And if a climate skeptic makes it on TV, they're likely to be attacked by their interviewer. Some idiots. people have compared France's news media to North Korea's. That's a bit of a stretch, but there are only a few TV news channels all spouting about the same message. And there's definitely a party line when it comes to climate change. Czech President Václav Klaus wrote a book critical of climate change. He was one of the rotating presidents of the European Union. Yeah. But when Nicolas Lacossin tried to get it published in France, no major publisher would touch it. It's a scientific book. He said climate change and global warming doesn't exist. And we tried to present this book to some editors in France. Here is France. Nobody wants it sounds like it. It is very difficult in France to uh, to to fight the uh, pieties of climate change. Let's put it this way. Anne Elizabeth Moutet is a Paris-based columnist for the London Telegraph. She terms how climate change is viewed in France as a catechism. Yeah. It's What's with all the religious something that they, They've learned the lesson and they repeat the lesson by rote. It's a pagan religion. French philosopher oh, Pascal yes. Bruckner has written The Fanaticism of the Apocalypse. Although Bruckner supports environmentalism, he likens the climate change crowd to a religious cult. Because it uses all the elements of traditional religion, especially the, the, the theme of the apocalypse. The same thing in France you have the, and in Germany. Still yeah. more, you have this culture the of fear. You have, yeah. you have seen, now you, are, you have to be punished. You have all sorts of uh, snake oil doctors who now sell you carbon credits, and the whole industry has been built over this. And the elites in Europe continue to move forward with an agenda to change how we all live. At the just-completed Planet Under the Pressure elites. conference in London, 
basically scientists want to not only people. lower the number of humans on the planet, <laughs> but restrict them to cities so they don't disrupt the environment. What? At the same conference, an American college professor issued a paper that said skepticism Why of man-made climate change yeah, is right? a sickness, like racism, that should be treated. So despite a second horrible winter in which much of Europe felt more like Siberia, leaders continue to make potentially expensive policy plans and decisions based on the belief I that global warming is still coming. Dale Hurd, CBN News, Paris. I have a very simple religion. It's called the Bible, and it's called the gospel of Jesus Christ. It can't be and called I two things. I am not a disciple of global warming. And uh, I tell you, this is this is weird. And you like wonder, is there a desire to punish themselves? Is there yeah. some kind of uh, innate guilt that is uh, eating at the Europeans? They just seem to be intent on destroying themselves. You know, there's so, a fairly large faction of people here in the United States also who follow that whole creed. You know, is it guilt that we think that we have sinned and therefore we have destroyed our planet and therefore we're going to get it in the neck? Lucky I mean, you're barren well, and you can have a job. Just keep in mind now, Mars moving on. and say how many SUVs, how many oil refineries are there in Mars? And yet it's the relationship to the sun that is affecting the climate on Mars. Pat, what? You are, you are, you are pat shit crazy. Oh, what? What? That didn't even make sense. That made no sense. sense whatsoever. Someone really just asked him if he wanted a candy bar. Is and it, thought he was supposed to incorporate Mars into his little spiel. It, you can't. Makes, it just makes no sense. What, it, what was he talking about? I don't know. There's no atmosphere on Mars, right? As far as I can remember, there's no like real atmosphere, right? I gotta look that shit up so I don't sound stupid. Although I've already said it, so I don't know. It's because it's got a different. It's just different, and it's like 350 million miles away. Oh, okay. It's a very, very, very thin carbon dioxide atmosphere. Okay. So, uh. Yeah, look, that whole planet's red, so it must be pretty warm from all the carbon dioxide. But it's also further away from the fucking sun. I just when shut up. when 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 religious people, professional religious people, try to talk about science, they just embarrass themselves. You know why they're not going to print any of that shit in France? It's called peer review. Yeah. The rest of them are going to go, yeah, no, that, that shit ain't right. Right. Don't embarrass us. You have to turn in your lab coat. I can Because you're a dummy. Yeah. Newt Gingrich was bit by a penguin. <laughs> so when I saw that, I uploaded this picture, which I thought was great. It's an angry penguin. I think that's the penguin that bit him. <laughs> We got to read this because I, I love penguins. So, uh, St. Louis, at least one penguin at the St. Louis Zoo appears to be a feisty opponent of Newt Gingrich. Well, I thought it was a little salamander, so he tried to eat him. The Republican presidential candidate is sporting a small bandage on his finger after getting nipped by a small penguin during his tour at the zoo on Friday. Gingrich was in St. Louis to speak during the National Rifle Association's annual meeting. <laughs> that child in the tuxedo bit me. <laughs> Let me shoot him. During his visit, whoa, whoa, whoa. I ain't Dick Cheney. So. <laughs> well, then it, then it definitely will be yeah, an accident. Yeah, yeah. 
During his visit to the popular zoo in Forest Park, he was treated to a behind-the-scenes visit with two Mangalanic? Mangal- I don't know how to say that. Um, um, penguins. Megalanic, right? Magellanic? Magellanic. Okay, Magellanic. that could be, I don't know. Yeah. One of them nipped Gingrich on the finger. Uh, obviously, if it bit him. Uh-huh. Zoo spokesman Susan Gallagher, after smashing her watermelon, says a small bandage was all the medical care required. So I have she figured out. to apply that while she was laughing her head. Yeah, no kidding, huh? Next time, bite harder, sweetie. Um, um, so I figured out how I can finally get over to the aquarium to feed the penguins. I have to run for president. Yeah. There you go. Who's so, the girl with the boobs? Uh, let's see. Dave has um, put up pictures of uh, uh, a girl. Yes. Um, oh, who is she? A Denise Milani. Yeah, that name sounds familiar. Looks good. Yeah. The the costume's way too small, so everybody head over to the page and check yeah. out the three pictures. They were boobies. <laughs> Not naked boobies, though. Hey, can we find George Takei's letter? Oh, yeah. The letter that was on his thing. I, I'm sorry. I just thought it was fucking... No, no. Yeah, that's good. We can, we can end the, the I segment be the one. with I that. I want to read it. Okay, let me uh, scroll down here. He's really taken that uh, that whole his whole um, stance and um, on on rights and all that stuff. And he's oh, yeah. he's really he's really doing some good with that. I think just all by right. being funny. This was a um a, a a copy of a letter that George Takei got from a fan. It says, um, and this is not to George Takei or anything, but it was just you know. Anyway, let me just read it says, God bless you for the beautiful radio I won at your recent senior citizens luncheon. I am 84 years old, and I live at the county home for the aged. All my people are gone, and it's nice to know some are thinking of me. God bless you for your kindness to an old forgotten lady. My roommate is 95 and always had her own radio, but would never let me listen to it. The other day, her radio fell and broke into a lot of pieces. It was awful. <laughs> you had shit at telling jokes. She, she asked if she could listen to mine. And I said, fuck you. Sincerely, Edna Johnston. It's so hard, it's making me dizzy. And the first comment I see is from somebody named Maggie Hepner. Uh, and she says, when you're that age, you can say fuck you to anyone, anywhere, <laughs> anytime you feel like, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but what's great about it is that it's just so matter of fact. Like, it, the way it's written, <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's not underlined, it's not capitalized. No, no. I gave it more emphasis when I said it than it was that was implied in the letter. She asked me if she could listen to it, and I said, fuck you. Sincerely. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Okay, spicy old bird. That's awesome. Now go bite Newt Gingrich. Exactly. All right, we'll be right back.
on heaven's down wall. Hey, 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 yeah. So you know what my favorite thing in the world is to get as emails? What? Death threats? These. From Team. Dear user, please click on the following link to validate your email address on our service. Oh, that's always fun. Then it says validate. Thanks for using Gmail. Yeah, I believe you. Yeah. See what other kind of crap we got. Uh, Invitation to LinkedIn. I don't know who that is. Uh, Barry Huddleston wants to add you as a friend on NetLog. What is NetLog? It sounds dirty. It does. It sounds like a, you know, some it's, sort of it's a scat site for fishermen. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Uh, guess the celebrity from Raj Kumar. That doesn't sound made up to me. Guess the celebrity. I, okay, so what do they give you for hints? Nothing. There's a dash right there. It's, that's it. Oh. Uh, let's see, Google Plus. I was added on Probably Google Lindsay Plus. Lowe's. So yeah, so no no feedback there. So that's all right. Um, I still had something else I wanted to get to. I thought I thought there were more stories on the thing here on the what's it called here? What am I talking about on the Facebook? <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. New bit by a penguin. <clears throat> Wonder Woman's tits and butt. She, that lady's actually too busty for Wonder Woman. She is, but it would get in the way. I don't. I don't mind. Look, hey, how come Romney needed needed uh, an extension to file his taxes? I don't know. That I got mine done right last night, there just before midnight. That should instantly disqualify him if he, with all of his handlers and helpers and PR right. people and all that shit, get shit done. And it's not like he's sitting down at the kitchen table right. going, how many deductions did I take this year? Honey, where are the W-4s? Oh, I mean the W-2s. Never mind. I, uh, I've i never. Oh, they're strapped to the roof of the car. Oh, yeah. Oh, let oh, me go shit Jesus. on them. <laughs> anytime. Anytime. Seamus is doing the taxes. Anytime something happens. you got to go clean up that Seamus in the yard. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, I bet he Seamus is all over Ann. I don't oh, oh. 
So he bricks in Frodo's mouth. Randall, <laughs> <laughs> uh, say what you will about Jesus, but never the rings. Leave the ring. Now I want to go home and watch Clerks too. <laughs> Fuck. So this sucks. My wife never, never really checks her email. She'll like scan whatever new ones come in. Yeah. But like for a while there, she like did so much work uh, with Photoshop and, and Illustrator on the computer at work that she like was yeah. loathe to touch the one here. So we filed electronically uh-huh. last year. Yeah. And I get a letter two weeks ago that says that I didn't file. Like, wife, why did I not file my taxes last year? I remember signing a piece of paper and you showed me things and we had printouts and we look back through the emails and it was rejected. The electronic filing was rejected. Uh. That's why when we tried to submit the federal three times this year electronically, it rejected it. Wow. So why? <sighs> I don't Did know. Did you like TurboTax? Or One of the, we went okay. through the IRS site and they have oh, like okay. those three or four different links that you can go to for free filing. Yeah. And I mean, we're only getting we we things worked out pretty good. We were only going to get like fifty bucks back, so it's like we're not going to owe them anything because there was one time where I sent it like nine months later back when I didn't give a shit about anything, (laughs) and I owed them like like seven dollars. Yeah. So the 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 fees that are applied most of the time aren't too bad, but we had we had done our taxes like beginning of March, and I'm like. Why Why did we not get that refund yet that we desperately need now? And then we come to find out, oh, yeah, look at that. So um, she got all the paperwork out. And as a testament to how fucking organized we are, she knew where all the shit was this time. Yeah. Unlike if this was like five years ago, we'd have no clue what was uh, going on at all. Um, and she filled them all out because she had the printouts and just like double checked the numbers, mailed them out. And you know what the best part about that is? If it's wrong, they'll send it back to us corrected. Yeah. And be like, here, here you go. So. Yeah, I did um, all my shit last night, finally. Because I really thought we were going to owe, so I was putting it back. And then yeah, um, as it worked out, it was just like, oh, okay, we owed a little bit to the state. Yeah. But the feds will, will get some money back from the feds. That's good. Not much. We got our I mean, state one back already when yeah. we, because we did, and that was, that was okay. The problem is when when Ellen went and changed her deductions, um, we don't claim the kids. We go like zero or one because it's nice to get a re. It's like a bonus check. Yeah. Um, But they didn't change it in the computer at work. So mine was good, but hers wasn't. So it didn't really help out. Yeah. So next year. But next year is the year that matters because they'll be in they'll be in preschool. So we need the money for that. that. Yeah. So as soon as we get all the things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was fun. That was not fun at all. By was what I mean when I say fun. Uh, so there was a tea party rally in Boston the other day. Did you know that? No, they're too fucking careful. I didn't know, sounds. but um, gays are fascists <laughs> and and anarchists will kill civilization. Oh yeah. well, they're in yeah. You know who was at this rally, and I really wish I knew what was going on because then I would have gone. Um, Gomert, that idiot representative guy. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it Louie? I want to say Willie oh, Gomert because Willie Gomert sounds really stupid, but 
Louis Gomer. Yeah, sounds man. just as And no matter what I, whatever the name is, all I hear is dueling, Gomer Pyle. I did just hear dueling banjos yeah. behind it. Yeah. Uh, Scott Lively, an invited speaker at a Tea Party rally in Boston, Massachusetts on Sunday. This was the the Sunday that just happened. Called gays anarchists who use fascist tactics to prevent you from being able to have civilization for yourself and your children. Lively, one of the most virulently anti-gay activists on the planet was caught sucking a dick and <laughs> told the tea party that gays lie cheat steal and do whatever they can because they're not bound by the rules that we're bound to and they look fabulous <laughs> they don't live according to the rules of civilization lively added we will not be silenced by fascists and told the tea party crowd our constitution oh, our constitution was made only, only for a moral and religious people. So really, like I can't even begin to count how many things are wrong with everything he's saying there. Yeah. Uh, later, Lively said, "I beg you, in the name of God, do not allow moles from the Republican Party to drive social issues out of the Tea Party movement." I wish the Tea Party movement would just metaphorically drive itself into a river. While not in the video below, one Tea Party. Invited speaker told the crowd on Sunday, we will not be silenced by faggots. And that's not in the funny Louis C.K. way. Referring presumably to the LGBT activists who came to protest lively and another anti-gay speaker. Also attending the Sunday rally was GOP Congressman Louis Gohmert. (laughs) I don't even know why he has to be here. This isn't his state. Scott Lively is widely credited for sowing the seeds that created the Kill the Gays bill in Uganda and amplifying anti-gay hate on the African continent. Lively is the head of Abiding Truth Ministries, one of the two Southern, one of the two Southern Poverty Law Center certified anti-gay hate groups that were invited to speak. They're certified. Yeah. They're bona fide. The other certified anti-gay hate group invited to speak was Mass Resistance. It's a great name. <laughs> the other, but... the other group, we hate gays. <laughs> we hate gays group. Yeah. Asked what the consequence of same-sex marriage would be. Lively told the interviewer, "Fire and brimstone falling from the sky." Oh man, Coke would turn into Pepsi. Dogs and cats living together. Total air chaos. I was watching Ghostbusters the other day. Yeah. <laughs> and Clerks, too. So you see all my references from shit right. I've watched recently sewn into the conversation. I'm going to go home and watch Clerks, too. There can be no more doubt that the Tea Party, whose popularity is quickly waning among the American people, according to a brand new ABC News poll, is not a political movement, but a conservative social one. I'm sorry. It's just funny because when you're reading a story about, you know, gay rights and all that kind of stuff and yeah. they keep mentioning the tea party mm-hmm. that just makes the tea party sound wicked gay yeah <laughs> yeah but in the derogatory way <laughs> not yeah. in the uh totally acceptable let's fight prop eight kind of way it's a tea bagging party yeah oh i want to talk about my inhaler after this because i was kind of pissed off <sighs> right it- Take a hit. Just gets me all worked up. Um, 
Protesters at Sunday's mass tea party rally waved Confederate flags because that's what Boston's all about. Yeah. While others held iconic yellow "Don't Tread on Me" Gadsden flags. In the video below, released by the Boston Observer, Tea Party members can be seen verbally attacking LGBT activists who were there to protest the uh, the presence of Scott Lively, who is being sued in U.S. federal court for. You want to guess? I'm guessing hate crimes. Crimes against humanity. Really? You don't get much bigger than that, yeah. do you? That's like in Lord of the Rings when the trees are mad at you. Yeah, if the trees are mad at you, you're done fucked up now. Yeah. <laughs> that was so a Black Dynamite reference. Now. I can't listen to this. I'm sorry. I, I can't. I can't play any of this. The gays are they're they're turning the milk bad. They're just everything is. Uh, it Mike, says, you don't like it, huh? Can you, you tell me if you can imagine the look on the guy's face when when it, when he answers this question? The interviewer also asked. Um, What's the downside of gay marriage? And the response was, if you've got to ask, there's no use me trying to tell you. Can you imagine the smug fucking look on the guy's face when he's saying that? Like, I don't have an answer, but fuck you. That's my answer. If you don't know what's wrong with it, boy, well, then you may as well just bend down, hold open your butt cheeks, because you're going to get a whole bunch of penis in your bum. I don't understand why the fuck people have such an issue. I I don't get it. I would love to be able to uh, take a ball-peen hammer and just take it to an interview with the guy. Somebody ties him to a chair, and every time he starts going on about God, I just tap him in the kneecap with it. It's like, I want to know, what really is it that bothers you? Religion aside, what personal statement can you make that would make me understand why you... Well, the Lord, crack. Stop. Okay, that's enough right there. I I warned you once. That was a light one. Next time I'll get a tack hammer and I'll use the pointy side. (laughs) Hey, um... Yeah. You see these uh, <laughs> Apple's got a couple of commercials out with um there's a commercial with Sam Jackson using Siri. Using Siri. Yeah. And um one of the Apple websites I go to is funny one guy's going, "Oh, come on. He's going to be like, you know, what is what, you know, <laughs> doing that whole What language is what? what? <laughs> I don't understand what you mean. <laughs> Say what again? <laughs> I would imagine that Sam has his, uh, and yeah, I call him Sam, has his uh, iPhone call him bad motherfucker. Yeah, I know, huh? Siri, yes, bad motherfucker. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> if it was me, I would change it like every three weeks and just different characters' names from different movies oh, I've yeah. been. Yes, scientist that was eaten by a shark, <laughs> whose name I can't remember. Curse you, shark <laughs> Uh, uh, so there's fucking idiots all over the place. It's only going to get worse as the uh, election cycle ramps up. I know. That's terrible. There's uh, My brother posted a uh, a, uh, a YouTube video um, un- unveiling David, the, the Wayland Corporation's Android from Prometheus. Oh, yeah. It's fucking creepy. Fassbender is a creepy fucking guy when he wants to be. He's got a huge cock. <clears throat> But there's one part of it where he talks about things that, um, that, that he doesn't like. And one of the things that he says he doesn't like is unnecessary violence. And the way he says unnecessary violence just brings to mind 
So you're okay with necessary <laughs> violence. That's, could could we talk about the definition of necessary? Just yeah, so I don't you cross any lines totally here? have creeped me out. Uh, I don't know. Oh, there was this. There was this thing from um, what was this? Oh yes, here's the statement I wanted from Ann Romney, and we just bring the show full all the yes. way around. She said we were living on the edge. Of what? Uh, apparently uh, an Aerosmith song, right? That was Aerosmith, right? Uh, we'll say yes. Ann Romney, stay-at-home mom, learning hard lessons. They were not easy years. We were happy, studying hard. Neither one of us had a job because Mitt had enough of an investment from stock that we could sell off a little at a time. Mitt and I walked to class together, shared housekeeping, had a lot of pasta and tuna fish, all right, it, 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 if everybody else is eating ramen and they're sucking on those salt packs with flavor. It kind of reminds me of the end of Arthur when they're like, what's it like <laughs> to be poor? Well, you eat a lot of you know, tuna fish and you ride the train and you can't spit. Well, then we won't spit. <laughs> but like tuna fish is kind of fucking expensive when you're poor. Uh, yeah. Now. Yeah. Um, she's she's talking about every other college student in America, so. and I learned it. Yeah, until this well, and, point, but they they don't hold have to on, work, hold on. So, and learned hard lessons. We were living on the edge, not entertaining. What? So you didn't have parties? Well, they weren't entertained, or maybe they just weren't entertaining people. They weren't living they on the edge. What? The edge of calling mom and dad for money? Did, no, I did not work. Mitt thought it was important for me to stay home with the children. And I was delighted. Right after Mick graduated in 1975, we had our third boy. And it was about the time Mitt's first paycheck came along. So first paycheck. Bullshit. He was... Uh, you sh- fuck you. Your parents had money. Fuck you. So we were married a long time before we had any income. About five years as struggling students. Bullshit. 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 Yeah. And did I mention bullshit? Mm. Like, I want to call Ann Romney on the phone right now and say bullshit to her. (laughs) Excuse me, I don't know what that's in reference to. Doesn't matter. No, Shavis was a dog. (laughs) What? Who is this? (laughs) Teabagging? What? Don't know what that means. Fuck's sake. Um, What was his father's name? George Romney, right? He was the governor of Michigan. Yeah, don't fucking tell me that... Oh, it was a struggle, because every now and again I had to look for change so that I could call dad and ask for more money. Fuck you. It says here that his father was a Mormon. I thought his father was was an atheist that was baptized as a Mormon after he was dead. I I don't know either. I don't I don't get it. It doesn't matter, but Anne, don't give me this poor mouth bullshit. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. I fucking hate that. Yeah. Yeah, you wanna know what, what living on the edge is? Living on the edge is not answering your phone because you don't want to tell people you can't pay them. Exactly. Living on the edge is getting your second or third foreclosure notice in two years that's on the edge yeah when you have two little children or four depending yeah. and 
You're not sure if you can heat your house in water in the yeah. winter because, you know, the job that you got after you were fired from the job you had really doesn't pay enough. Yeah. Being on the edge is, is like knowing way too much about how fast, you know, checks clear depending on who you send them to. Yeah. The electric company, you got this much time. The uh-huh. company, you got this much time. Yep. So, and yep. go fuck yourself with Seamus's cock. So, fuck you. Yeah, and living on the edge is also determining, all right, so should we overdraft the account getting food or gas? Yeah. <sighs> so, fuck you, Ann Romney. Yeah. You, you know what? I don't. I don't begrudge anyone their own their success, their wealth, or whatever. But don't give me this bullshit of understanding of, of where understand. the rest of the people are. Yeah. No, I sorry want, if I stepped on that. I just want that. one of them to come out and say, "Yeah, you know what? We're pretty comfortable. You know, pretty yeah. comfortable. My family made decent money, and I always led a pretty comfortable life." You know what? You know? And I, I and that, that's how the Kennedys always came off. Quite frankly, it's just like, yeah, we had a pretty good. We want to give a little bit back. You know, yeah, that's, but that's the thing. They want to give something. Exactly. But you got Joe running around taking money, taking oil from Venezuela, yeah. giving it to people. Oh, and the fucking Catholics don't like the Three Stooges because of Kate Upton. I really like don't this. like that bathing suit. Also, I'll it's tell very you, unflattering. It is unflattering. It makes her look fat. Also, that scene where she comes up out of the pool that you see in the trailer yeah. is not even in the movie. Huh. You see her once in that bathing suit. She's sitting up on a lifeguard chair. Oh, really? Yeah, you get yeah. better pictures of her and like it's know, it's it's a bathing floor. suit where the the bra part connected to the bottom part. It's like a, it's like a mesh X, and it it does nothing. To, I mean, she has a fantastic figure. Yeah, it makes her look too top heavy, and it makes her look hippier than I think she is. Which you know what? Even the illusion, I yeah. I, I like that. Oh, you know, I, I that. like a girl with with curves, but it's a shit bathing suit. Yeah, big boobs. <sighs> all right. Um, well, fuck the Catholics for not liking the movie. Fuck you. I don't. Of all the movies to pick on. Oh, I gotta play this. I've, Which one is this? This is another fucking idiot. I can't say enough how it's time that we get beyond and and start focusing on the technology we have and move forward into the future so that our grandchildren and can have the same lifestyle we have. And and this Earth's been here 6,000 years, and I know I'm going on and on, I'll shut up. It's been here 6,000 years, long before anybody had environmental laws, and somehow it hasn't been Sorry, done away with. And... Um, we need to get the uranium here in Arizona so this state can get the money from it and the, uh, the revenue from it, and it can be done safely, and you'll never even know the mine was there when they're done. You know what? She should know that the Earth's been here longer than 6,000 years because that dude behind her is older than 6,000 years old. That is Arizona State Senator Sylvia Allen, Republican. All right. Texas used to be our punching bag on this show. Yeah, now it's Arizona. Then it was South Carolina, Tennessee, and Kentucky. Technically, though, technically, yes. she wasn't wrong. The Earth has been here for 6,000 years. Plus 1.6 billion on top of that. There you go. She didn't mention Or that. whatever. So, no, yes. wait, that's, that's the population 6,000 years of China. ago, they did not have... 14 billion years, I mean. 6,000 years ago, they did not have the technology we have today. Everything she said was technically true yes. but the intent was you know she's a she's another stupid anybody shut up. anyone any single person out there that believes in creationism and or 
the young earth theory yeah just just line up for your kick in the front business because you're a fucking moron you got that in twice today i know i'm doing good i use it about twice a day now now i just because front business is really funny yeah like when the girls have naked time because they gotta be naked because you know they're four years old i'm like i don't need to see your front business (laughs) and they laugh and they turn around and they point their butt at me and they yell toot and then they run away laughing like maniacs nice i tried that that does not work it's not as appealing when you're an adult no, 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 no. And the folks at the post office <laughs> will call the police. Yeah, they, they will. They carry mace. They do. It's not just for dogs. No. Hey, you know what other movie I saw? No. I saw Lockout. Yeah? Yeah. And I got to tell that, you. That's like Escape from Space, yes, right? Okay. And I have to tell you, um, it's not a good movie. I can't imagine it is. But is it, is it entertaining? It's entertaining. All right. But Guy Pierce yeah. is actually pretty good. You know, like they give, I kind of like, like I like him a lot, and they get he's sort of like a wisecracking kind of guy. All right, you know, so he's being he's being um, um, you know, interrogated. What was going on in that hotel room? I was coupon night, and I was bouncing on top of your <laughs> wife. <laughs> and bam, you know, the guard punches him in the face. Yep. He yep. goes, "Oh, you think you're funny? Yeah, that's why I guess they call it the punchline." Bam, punches him again. <laughs> Oh. It was, I mean, it was shit like that. Like everything he says was like was like pretty funny. That's good. You know? That's and it good. was it was it was kind of fun. There's one thing where he's like saving Maggie Grace, and they fall like through a ceiling, like through this thing, bam on the floor, and uh, so he's like saving her from this thing, and her face lands in his crotch. Oh yeah, right. And he and it's so, like it's. The line as written, if you saw the line, it'd be kind of lame. But the delivery was perfect. He's just like, I didn't have to do that. And he just sort of gets up. Okay. <laughs> you know, almost like she's just tidying up the place. Like, no, 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 don't worry about it. And huh. it, was, it, was, it was entertaining in that sense. And they spent a lot of – they had to have spent a lot of money on it. Everything, like, takes place in space. And, you know, there's <laughs> they a did, big – They didn't actually go to like, space. Well, I know. <laughs> but, uh, no, it, it, looked, it looked pretty good. Nice. You know, for the piece of shit that it was, oh, you yeah. know. Yeah, but, th- uh, that, that was a Jason Statham movie that he just didn't want to do. But I'll tell you, I think that it's, it was better with Guy Pierce in it yeah. because Jason Statham could not have delivered – the lines that way because he's a lot more you know quiet he doesn't I, yeah i can't imagine he would have the subtlety to do yeah exactly to do that guy pierce was very glib and it was very very it was so kind of like um way. like um romancing the stone kind of it was almost like you know what five years ago maybe eight years ago you would have seen bruce willis in this movie oh okay yeah. you know because he's like the guy because it's a luke Besson movie right um He's, so and a little like a little Kurt element. Russell in there too. Maybe then, a little, it sounds yeah. like yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, it was that's it was good. Funny. Can we do one more? Yeah. All right. Who's this idiot? Uh, Virginia Fox with two X's. People with student loans. I have very little tolerance for them. What? Yes. Representative of Virginia Fox, Republican from north carolina changing shit up on the show east coast took on a unique enemy during a radio interview people with student loans (laughs) you motherfuckers with your education (laughs) though many politicians sympathize with those who are saddled with exorbitant student debt fox who chairs the house subcommittee on higher education 
has a different take. That was also everybody listening could go, oh, You know what fuck. she sounds like? You, you, you know what she sounds She probably sounds like Pearl from Funnier Die. I want my money! <laughs> <laughs> Appearing on G. Gordon Liddy's radio show. <laughs> oh, good. A voice of reason. Yeah. G. Gordon Liddy. <laughs> Fine. I'll find him and I'll fucking kill him. <laughs> the North Carolina. <laughs> I'm G. Gordon Liddy. Pay your fucking loans. I'm going to come to your house. I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> That's who you know who should play you, you know who could play G Gordon Liddy in a movie? The no. guy who does Ron Swanson. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Shave his head. Totally. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Make him a lot angry. <laughs> Uh, Punch in the nuts. The North Carolina congresswoman recounted her own experience paying for college, where she worked her way through the grad uh, through and graduated after seven years. That's really great, but you know what? Things were easier before there were cars. Exactly. And she's eight hundred years old. I think my point was a credit cost thirty one cents when she was going. Um, there wasn't as much history to learn. Exactly. It was like eight weeks old. It's like dinosaurs, the Inquisition, yeah. Bronze Age, and here World I War II. Oh, wait. No, that hasn't happened yet. Um, let's see. Fox then pointed to her own experience as justification for why she has, quote, very little tolerance for people who tell me that they graduate with $200,000 of debt or even $80,000 of debt. That's a weird number. Yeah. 80000 <laughs> These people have 200000 or 80000 like, Why are those your numbers? There's no reason Girl. for that, she concluded. She says, I went through school. I worked my way through. It took me seven years because she had to take a bunch of classes twice, I'm guessing. What's well, also because she's a woman. I never... <laughs> They do teach them slower, they don't do. they? In Carolina, <laughs> all of the Carolinas. Wow, hate mail we're gonna get. Well, it's like you know, it's like golf tees. You know, they're just set back a little bit further than the. <laughs> sorry, or, or further ahead. <laughs> well, it's set back in the thinking. Yeah, uh, I never mean. borrowed a dime of money. Well, that's why it took you so fucking long. <laughs> Borrow the dimes, bitch. He borrowed a bit because we both were totally on our own when we went to college. Totally. I have very little tolerance for people who tell me they graduate with $200,000 in debt or even $80,000 of debt because there's no reason for that. I read that fast because we said it already. We live in an opportunity society and people are forgetting that. I remind folks all the time that the Declaration of Independence is life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You don't have it dumped in your lap. So, uncaring twat is what I get out of this. Despite Fox's implication, these loans are not taken out frivolously. They are taken out because of the soaring cost of college. In other words, because the price of college is so high and House Republicans are working overtime to cut Pell Grants for 1 million low-income students, the amount of loans required to pay for it is also high. Indeed, student loan debt topped $1 trillion last year. Orders of magnitude larger than in the decades prior. I know. But you know what? Yeah, there's the whole fewer Pell Grants, more loans necessary. Hmm. But doesn't that sort of also imply that there are more people going to college? <laughs> we, oh, we, we're we going to have a population that's a little bit more educated. It's fucking that's, elitist. Yeah. Oh, man. Still, Fox's distaste for large loans does not appear to extend to the mortgage sector. In Fox's 2010 financial disclosure statement, she owned two individual mortgage notes worth up to $250,000 each. 
from which she earned as much as $20,000 in payments. I don't know what the two have to do with each other, but it's said No, you know what it is? That. She likes it when she's owed the money. Who doesn't like that? That's such a, yeah, no shit kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to owe you 20 bucks. Can you owe me 20 bucks? <laughs> but she's, what? <sighs> Fucking, you know what? We said this a long, long time ago on the show, and we were corrected a little bit, but I'm going to bring it back, okay? Republicans want you stupid, so you fucking vote for them. Yeah, stupid and scared. Yeah. Yeah. And they play on this morality bullshit. such horseshit. Yeah, because they don't really follow the teachings of the, the book they say that they follow. Indian skeptic. Charged with blasphemy for revealing secret behind miracle of weeping cross. Yeah, I thought we'd go out on a high note here. Sanal Edamarku, an Indian skeptic, went to, I didn't say his name correctly, went to Mumbai and revealed that a miraculous weeping cross was really just a bit of statuary located near a leaky drain whose liquid reached it by way of capillary action. Sounds scientific. Sometimes you get a little capillary action. (laughs) The local Catholic Church demanded that he retract his statements. When he refused, they arrested him for blasphemy. Man, I'd be in jail so much. Oh, man. On March 10th, Sanal Edamaruku. (laughs) You you know they're dragging him away, and he's just yelling, There's a leak. Just look. There's just a. It's coming from the pipes. Just leak. God damn it. Look. President of the Rationalist (laughs) International flew to Mumbai. The TV channel, TV9, had invited him to investigate a miracle that caused local excitement. He went with the TV team to Irla in Vile Parl to inspect the crucifix standing there in front of the church of Our Lady of... Somebody splashed some tea on it. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Our Lady of Velenkanai. The crucifix has become the center of attraction for an ever-growing crowd of believers coming from far and wide. The news of the miracle spread like wildfire. For some days, there were little droplets of water trickling from Jesus' feet. It was hot that day, by the way. Hundreds of people came every day to pray and collect some of the holy water in bottles and vessels. Sanal identified the source of the water, a drainage near a washing room, and the mechanism, how it reached Jesus' feet, capillary action. The local church leaders present during his investigation appeared to be displeased, and there was plenty of harumphing to be had by all. <laughs> Some hours Peace later, and carrots, and carrots, and in a live TV program on TV9. wonder how many people are going to get that. Uh, Sanal explained his findings and accused the concerned Catholic Church officials of miracle-mongering. Never heard of that. As they were beating the big drum for the dripping Jesus statue with aggressive PR measures... And by distributing photographs certifying the miracle, a heated debate began in which the five church people, among them uh, Friar Augustine Paulette. A heated debate? Because really, how much debate can you have? Because it's like, um, on one side, it's, uh uh-huh. And on the other side, it's, -uh. -uh. nah. I mean, that's, that's your heated debate. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, the priest of Our Lady of Ellen Kenai Church, and representatives of the Association of Concerned Catholics. What are they concerned about? Not raping children. I guess. Uh, demanded that Sanal apologize, but Sanal refused and argued against them. The whole TV program is recorded. Uh, there's an abridged version of it on YouTube. You think he's up to going, fuck you, man. You have a leak. When they saw, Your insurance company is not going to cover this. When they saw Sanal refuse to bow to their demands, they threatened <laughs> to file a blasphemy case against him. And they did. Yesterday, which was uh, April 10th, uh, according to the article, Sanal received a phone call from a police official of Juhu Police Station in Mumbai directing <laughs> him to come to the said police station. To Those are the worst police ever. <laughs> um, yeah, hey. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're under arrest, so um, we're going to have to ask you to come on down on Saturday. <laughs> Yeah, somebody will be here. We'll we'll open the door for you. It's, it's Lieutenant Lundegaard. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring your O face. Uh, police station changes to get arrested. He also oh, said no, that. Lund- I meant Lumberg. Yeah, we knew what you meant. Because Lundegaard was from Fargo. Oh, yeah. I was watching Fargo. Was still a day. cop, though, right? Yeah. So he also said that the FIRs have also been filed in Andari and some other police stations um, of Indian Penal Code. The allegations are hurting the religious sentiments of a particular community. Mumbai police has announced that they were out to arrest him. It is. <laughs> but then we just thought it'd be easier to call. <laughs> yeah. It says, the the article ends kind of badly. It says, it is apprehended that he can be arrested any moment. I I think they mean to say it is expected that he can be arrested. Can you imagine getting that phone call? (laughs) Um, Hey, you're under arrest. For what? Could you come on down here? What am I under arrest for? Who is this? Blasphemy. Oh, are you (laughs) fucking kidding me? God damn it. Uh, Oh, uh, fucked up religious people. Oh, a correction. Um, yeah. My brother uh, pointed out that um, I did not take him to see alien aliens at the age I said. Um, I took him when he was five, ah, that's not even eight. Better. I took him to see Beetlejuice when he was eight. So do not leave siblings alone with me because that is what will happen. Uh, shall we just... Not do a break and yeah, we'll just wrap it up. We'll finish out. Are you serious? Podcast at gmail.com. No, we got the, the oh, yeah, thing the over thing. here. Do the thing, okay. Let me call you a taxi. 
<laughs> uh, I'm washing these pants tomorrow. <laughs> when did I say that? <laughs> Last rites with Reverend Scott. <laughs> Hey there, Chris and Frank. As always, this is... Hold on, who is this douche? Hold on, we'll get to... What a fucking asshole. Who is he? What's his name? As I was about to say, this is... (laughs) It's, uh, rhymes with cunt. Okay, is it it cunt? Yes. (laughs) It rhymes perfectly. It definitely does. No, it doesn't rhyme with that at all. This is Reverend Scott. However, something tells me you guys already knew that. Because he's got that smug, arrogant face. I'm going to tell you guys right now, tonight's segment is going to be rather laughably short. Kind of like my cock. Exactly. But at least I got that great intro in this week about orgasms. I thought you both would appreciate that considering your new political platform. We want to tell you when you can masturbate. I'm assuming you think everyone should do that at home alone and make sure no one is going to be home until after you're finished, right? What you don't need is your wife walking home in the middle of that. Yeah. Uh, Honey, get the fuck out of the way. Crap. You're going to get it in your hair. <laughs> oh, shit. Now, personally, I prefer to have a partner. Sex good. So besides telling us when to masturbate, is there anything else? you want to teach our children we only want to teach our children to be whores and sluts <laughs> now how in the hell you plan on doing that that has to do with albinos and butts and chapter first um wow you must have one fucked up childhood i grew up weird frank is just plain crazy man i often lose my mind I think I've talked enough for one night, you guys. You have a wonderful rest of the show because I'm done. I don't know. For some reason, to me, it just wasn't as satisfying as I thought it was going to be. Peace and love, guys. Are you serious? Darwinism at its best. Exactly. Or Um, worst. I got it. Yes, we all got it. (laughs) Fox face. (laughs) Penis. Oh, I really, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I can't thank Scott enough for everything he does every week. Yeah, every week he, that's. And there's so much work put into it, and I, I really, I kind of. I gotta wonder, like, I how did. But I drop it on him at the last fucking minute every week. We we got to plan shit out ahead a little bit better, because this poor guy sent me a text to be like, are you recording tonight? I'll be like, bitch, we're recording now. <laughs> it's like, fuck, and you know he's he, he's at home going, fucking take that, put that there, move that there. Well, that's the there. thing. It's like, and I feel you, so bad. How do you organize? Because, I mean, there's stuff that, I mean, quite frankly, is we, we give him so much good I have stuff. no idea. I mean, like I half the stuff little, he brings my back. little bitch fests. Oh, my God. Oh, he's going to have a field day with this week. There's got to be a... Uh, uh, just uh, just a file of just a bunch of sound clips. Not that- to mention, I, sa- I I I gave him access to the um, the the Jesus Camp audio without oh, the background. Yeah. Oh boy! Yeah. So those will get worked in. Oh, I'm sure. You said a couple words. Sometimes you just did I? You did. Oh yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I just channel stuff and it just comes out. Well, apparently, Song <laughs> of the South. It comes out. Um, anyway. But there's so much more 
involved in in what he does than in what we do. Oh, I hell mean, yeah. we press a button, move microphones near our faces, and then just blabber on. Pretty much, and we read stuff that other people put on a Facebook page yeah, for us. Like find, I don't even look for this shit anymore. For us, yeah. And uh, so that's why I'm not upset about um, <laughs> like not getting feedback oh, no, in one week like, or anything. This is great it's all stuff, there. Folks will you know put stuff out. It's there what for people us. want want us to talk yeah. about. So great. But and, but Scott like he's like okay that was said at one twenty two fifty three okay and then he goes in and he cuts yeah. the shit up and puts it no one knows well some people I imagine that that have done audio work would know how much uh, work it is but on a week to week basis yeah it's Jesus my hat if I wore one would be off to him so Scott if I don't text you <laughs> before. Uh, you hear this. Uh, we'll be recording next Thursday. Yes. Uh, what time do we think we'll be doing this? Um, normal. I don't know, probably normal, like, yeah, yeah. like 10. That'll be good. Eastern okay. time. Yes, which is only an hour difference, so that would be like 9 yeah. for him. So, But then he doesn't need to get it to us until the end of the show, so he gets that extra two hours, right. so it's like 11 o'clock on Thursday night. Get your shit together, okay? So just be organized. Yeah, it's it. his fault, right, that yeah. I don't tell him when we're recording? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but now we know. But but on a week like this, where the print that I expected to come in last week didn't come in until Tuesday, and then I have to build it, and then you were like you were busy today, and then I strong armed you into recording today anyway. But tomorrow is like totally out of it too because I have to run the print, stay late, yeah. and then I have to open the next morning. And I tried. I did once where I get up and I work a full like ten hour shift. I, I'm fucking yeah. useless. Driving home, I, I almost fell asleep. So I'm like, no more of that. Yeah, I've got. I'm editing two movies. I start a new class next week. Mm. New school system. So yeah, busy, busy. All busy, we need busy. to really do is find three hours to sit yeah. down and read shit people post for exactly. us, and then swear about it. <laughs> yeah, and call over uh. privileged Republican women. The C word. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty much how it shows up on my resume. Yeah. Hey, so I, I, I finished Mass Effect 3. Yeah. And then I went back and I'm replaying it. Okay, now wasn't there a whole big controversy about how Mass Effect ended? Yeah. It was bullshit. It was. Was it an issue? Did you care? Or were you like, oh, okay, it's over? Um. Well, I knew that people had a problem with the end. So instantly in my head, I'm thinking, I'm going to. I'm going to do my damnedest to like this ending now yeah. because other people hate it. And people complained about, and I'm going to try and stay as spoiler-free as possible, but I have to put a little bit in there, so I'll give a little warning. Um, through all three games, like it's 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 the first um, like like at least console role-playing game where consequences and decisions you made in game one affect game two, yeah, really. which affect game three. That's like I had a character die in two that can show up in three, but I'll never see the character because yeah, they're, like, they're fucking dead, right? Um, I mean, I could start over. I yeah. started level zero, but when I imported the character from two, I started at level 30. Yeah. Like I'm really going to start at one if I have to, right? So you make all these decisions and, and you're like, this pe- person dies to save this, these people, this... Um, this this um you know fleet is sacrificed to save this one over yeah. here or whatever and it's all decisions based on what is what's right what is best for the galaxy what's the moral thing to do what's best for your character and and you balance all of that out and you live with the consequences of it and then at the end 
um, you're fighting this giant force that comes every 50,000 years and wipes out the, the most advanced civilizations to keep a balance to start over. Right. So, like, um, 50,000 years ago, they left humans alone because they hadn't advanced to the point where they were spacefaring. So once you're spacefaring, 50,000-year yeah. cutoff, right? So these things are beyond technologically advanced. Yeah. They're almost impossible to stop. But your job is to stop them. And I would think, and this is where spoilers are going to start to enter into it, um, when you get to the point where you are going to try to turn on the gigantic galaxy gun, Really, it comes down to like one or two, one or two things. Are you gonna Are you gonna go to the left or the right? Oh, really? Because when it comes down to a gigantic decision like that, it doesn't matter if you have the Blue Sun mercenaries fighting on your side or not. It's are you gonna Are you gonna merge with the synthetics or are you going to wipe them out? That's really all it comes down to, isn't it? Okay. I mean, when they built the atomic bomb, was it about the friendships between Oppenheimer and Einstein's yeah. theories and stuff like that? Was it, should we drop one on Tokyo or Nagasaki? It doesn't matter past that. It's, you know, and your life leading up to that point, living in Hiroshima, right. it doesn't matter what decisions you made because there is, there's a bigger force Right. That is going to take control of your destiny, and none of the shit you did mattered. And I knew that. Yeah. I, I could feel it coming as the game's going. I'm like, this is getting way beyond my stupid little little pittance of, yeah. a, of a life. And the fact that I'm uniting the races. For a while there, I'm like, oh, if I unite all the races, maybe then the, the Reapers will understand that we can work together. No, fuck that. They're giant killing machines. All right, their job is to just keep just us in our place. Catalog the DNA of the species yeah. and just get the fuck out and go back to the dark part of space and come back in fifty thousand years. So I don't I don't mind that that's where it went. I have two other decisions I can make, and that's why I want to play through to see how yeah. different they are. I heard they're not all that different, but I mean in the end, if you're gonna bomb Hiroshima, it doesn't matter if you bomb Hiroshima <clears throat> or the city next to it. Shit's still dead. Yeah. So, but, I mean, if you take the ending where your character dies, because obviously you have one ending where your character will die, depending on your choice. I mean, that's just common sense if you're writing multiple endings. Um, What would this character do that has, you know, uh, cured the the genophage, which was a a disease, a genetically um, produced... Uh, virus that sterilized an entire race. You cure that. You stopped um, the collectors. You, or at least you beat them back until they came back with the reapers. You do all this stuff that like has raised you up to like greatest war hero that's ever lived. What are you going to do after that? Yeah, retire and drink iced tea sitting on the beach. No, you go out in a fucking blaze of glory. Yeah. You sacrifice yourself for the good of mankind and Torians and, you know, everybody else, Solarians and all them. The end didn't bother me. It was it was actually for me, it was kind of satisfying knowing okay, I did everything that I could do. You know, if I if I if I go to work 
and the, my car swerves and shoots off the fucking Tobin Bridge, does it matter that I didn't drink soda for breakfast that morning? Mm. No. So what the fuck? That's life. That that was a more realistic ending than uh, Battlestar. Than no, you know, I'm not there. no, no, no. I'm just saying yeah. that it in the in the context of keeping it more realistic, it made more sense. Like, you know, some people survive with the ending I had and the interactions I had with them and the things that, that they learned from my character through conversations about morals and ethics that will stick with them. That's how I see it with, with my kids. It's like, even if I die tomorrow, they will remember that I was good to them, that I was nice and that will carry on. But my decisions up to that point, it only affects the way people will remember me. There's, there's the moral of the game. It's how is your character remembered? Exactly. So if anybody's played, <laughs> I would be curious. But I think, honestly, a lot of the people, the most vocal people, are the people that wanted the fucking happy ending. They wanted to be able to defeat yeah. the um, <laughs> massive alien force that has been apparently doing this in the galaxy for Forever. millions of years. Yeah. yeah. You just you don't do that. No. In 50,000 years. And, and it makes sense. It's, it's it's not it's not so so it's not so much about whether or not you go out. It's kind of how I th- you go out. I think so. I I don't think there's an ending where you survive. Yeah, which the, I mean, you can't. You can't. Not. I mean. I mean. Not against that because. No, I get it. I mean, these things these things show up, and they just start to decimate the cities. Just. Red beams of death everywhere. Yeah. And they outmatch and outclass every ship. I mean, your big enemy in the second game was one of their ships. <laughs> your big enemy in the game before that was one dude that kind of sort of was affiliated with them. So now you're going to have dozens of these ships surrounding Earth and then smaller right. versions walking through your cities, beating the shit out of everything. And they're like, skyscraper size so if it was a movie would it be a satisfying a satis- satisfying ending no movie? it would be the mist okay and i so love the, the end of the, the mist. test audience would have been like no this is depressing they get one card for me that said fucking bravo that yeah. was bold that then that everything else would be like, all right we get to get will smith saying welcome to earth earth and that'd yep. be it yeah, no, this, it's not a feel good. The dog survives kind of ending. Yeah. I mean, the fucking the beginning of the game, like before you get off of Earth, you watch this ten year old kid shuttle blow up after you've talked to him. Yeah, right. no, you that's know. cool. That's kind of that's a bold, interesting. I thing you know to do. yeah good for them. And you know, even though the you know what the other thing too that I'm surprised people haven't latched onto, like the Christian fucking right. I go down to the to the shuttle bay and I talk to one of the dudes. And he's all depressed and everything, and he's listening to this audio recording, and you ask him, you know, what's going on? He's like, oh, this is the last thing my husband recorded for me. I'm like, oh, okay, the shuttle pilot's gay, great. That's, and it's like, whatever. I had, you know, relations with the reporter. She's a girl. I yeah. use a girl character. Whatever. Hot. So there was that. And then there's another, there's another um, gay couple later on, yeah. and it's like, it's, the weird thing is, I don't see any heterosexual couples in the game. Hey, in the darkness it's, it's of space, 
It's all pink. But like I, you know, normally you would see like fucking Falwell and all those other fucking idiots that follow him. Who was the dude? <laughs> Although that I got to tell you, you know, Pat Robertson. Pat I would Robertson. Love to hear yeah. Pat, Pat Robertson. Yeah. And now I'm going to talk about Mass Effect Three. The gaze of infiltrated video games. There's these, there's these blue girls and blown girls, and, and it's, uh, the whole race is just blue girls, and they have tentacles on their heads, and they're hot. Where do I meet them? And you can have relations. Uh, the first uh, game, the first game got more than enough about you know you could you could whatever, you know. But I, that's. It, that's like life too. If you don't yeah. want to have a gay relationship, you fucking don't. Right. That sounds cool. Uh, I don't know. I started to tell you about that that new show I started watching. Yeah, what's it called again? It's called Spy. Spy. It's a Hulu. It's a Hulu exclusive show, okay. and it's British. And it's about this guy. He's just like he's got custody of his son. His wife is divorcing him. Okay, she's got some issue with pills. So the um. The court gave him custody of the son. And the mm. son's this pretentious nine-year-old dickhead. Uh, right? he's, he's an asshole. He's a smart ass, but he's kind of fun to watch. Okay. Right? And he's constantly just reminding his father what a disappointment he is. Oh. You know, so the father decides to go and do something different. So he leaves the, you know, the Best Buy type store where he was working to go and get another job. And he ends up testing for MI5. Oh. All right. So he ends up. Is that through like misadventures? It was. It was just kind of. Um, he got took a test and he did really well on the test and he just thought it was a civil service exam. Oh, it was like the and last starfighter like, test, kind huh? Of like, oh, and they're like, oh, he finished the test in like seventeen minutes. He's great with math and, okay. and shit. So, um, so he gets. Now he works as a spy. Huh. And, um, well, and now he's, like, at this point now, he's just sort of going through training, and there's all this shit going on with this one, but it's really fucking funny. Interesting. Is it a Hulu Plus, or is it just Hulu? Um, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's Hulu Plus, so just, just take a okay. look now. Yeah, I was wondering I if it was worth that a if look. it's a Hulu exclusive type of thing, yeah. then they'd be smart to not make it. And just, just advertise Plus, just the advertise, shit all over yeah, it, right? Yeah, so just try, just... Um, search spy. There's a spy right there. Oh, is that is that on? Ghost um, Protocol is that on that? Oh, watch the DVD Chuck. That movie was fucking awesome. Was it? So there's six episodes in the yeah, first, first season. season yes. Yeah, so. Okay, so all six are on regular free Hulu. So yeah. that's okay. It's good. It's it's it, it's funny. It is. Okay. It's, it, it's it's funny. If you like British humor, it's it's pretty good. And then like. They go to this counselor, like a family counselor type of thing. Okay. Who, like, has a thing for him. So every now and again, she'll show up, like, and sort of ambush him on the street. Uh. She's like, if you if, if if you're not willing to talk about your feelings, then we'll have to then, then I'll have to not be with you. He's like, that's <laughs> perfect. Why won't you talk to me? <laughs> like she's nuts. It's crazy. Uh. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, uh, we should probably end the show, huh? All right, let's do that, because then I want you to watch another clip. Okay. Oh, yeah, Matt Smith is on that Party Animals. There was a picture of that show Party Animals, and I'm like, I know that guy. He's a doctor, but not the normal kind of doctor. So, All right, guys, um, so um, are you serious? Podcast at gmail.com. 206-339-5808. That's about it. Yeah. Have a nice week. Bye. I thought there was something else, but there wasn't.
Are you still there? Did you see that freak on American Superstars last night? What? Last night. The freak on American Superstars. No. I mean, yes, I, I saw that guy accidentally. I don't watch American Superstars. You don't watch it, but you saw him. Yeah. Right, what, are you too good for the show? Yeah. I'm too good for a karaoke contest that makes stars out of people with no talent. <laughs> you can't say that, dude. Some of those kids have real talent. No, they don't. They have good pitch. They're relatively clean. They're non-threatening to little girls and old ladies. They have the ability to stand in line with a stadium full of other desperate and confused people. But I assure you, they are talent-free. Yeah, well, I bet 32 million people would disagree with you, bro, because that's how many people called in to vote last year on the finale. <laughs> I wish I was a super genius inventor and could come up with a way to make a telephone into an explosive device that was triggered by the American superstar's voting number. A battery could explode and, and leave a mark on the face so I could know who to avoid talking to before they even talked. And I could look and say... No, you're not going to be saying anything that's going to add any value to my life. Yeah, but it's funny. I mean, you got to admit that. Stephen Clark, that's funny shit, Frank. It's not nice to laugh at someone who's not all there. It's the same type of freak show distraction that comes along every time a mighty empire starts collapsing. American Superstars is the new Coliseum. And I won't participate in watching a show where the weak are torn apart every week for our entertainment. I'm done, really. Everything is so cool now. I, I just want it all to stop. I feel sorry for Jennifer Aniston. Come on, that's tragic. You know, and I don't care how many foreigners she adopts, I do not like Angelina Jolie either. I know. I mean, nobody talks about anything anymore. They, they just regurgitate everything they see on TV or hear on the radio or, or watch on the web. When was the last time you had a real conversation with someone without somebody texting or looking at a screen or a monitor over your head? You know, a conversation about something that wasn't uh, celebrities, gossip, sports, or pop politics. You know, there's something, something important or something personal. You know what? Tate and Jeff were talking about that this morning. They were saying how their, their freedom of speech is in jeopardy. Well, you don't listen to them either? No, I don't. What are, you, what are you, more of a KT and a snake pit type of guy? Because those guys are pussies, Frank. All right? And they stole everything they got from Tate and Jeff. I really don't like any of them. How can you say that, bro? So maybe they're not politically correct, but it's funny, Frank. Well, seeing how as I'm not afraid of foreigners or people with vaginas, I guess I'm just not their target audience. You don't get it. If you got it, you wouldn't be so offended. Oh, I get it. And I am offended. Not because I got a problem with bitter, predictable, whiny millionaire disc jockeys complaining about celebrities or how tough their life is, while I live in an apartment with paper-thin walls next to a couple of Neanderthals who, instead of a baby, decided to give birth to some kind of nocturnal civil defense air raid siren that goes off every fucking night like it's Pearl Harbor. I'm not offended that they act like it's my responsibility to protect their rights to pick on the weak like pack animals or that we're supposed to support their freedom of speech when they don't give a fuck about yours or mine. So you're against freedom of speech now? That's in the Bill of Rights, man. I would defend their freedom of speech if I thought it was in jeopardy. I would defend their freedom of speech to tell uninspired 
bigoted, blowjob, gay-bashing, racist, and rape jokes all under the guise of being edgy. But that's not the edge. That's what sells. They couldn't possibly pander any harder or be more commercially mainstream. Because this is the oh-no-you-didn't-say-that generation, where a shocking comment has more weight than the truth. No one has any shame anymore, and we're, we're supposed to celebrate it. I saw a woman throw a used tampon at another woman last night on network television, a network that bills itself as today's woman's channel. Kids beat each other blind and post it on YouTube. I mean, do you remember when eating rats and maggots on Survivor was shocking? It all seems so quaint now. I'm sure the girls from Two Girls, One Cup are going to have their own dating show on VH1 any day now. I, I mean, why have a civilization anymore if we no longer are interested in being civilized? That's all you get, jerks!